All right. Steven Paddock, what do you got? Mesquite, Texas. And Mesquite, Nevada. And Mesquite, Nevada. Did you know that? No. I don't find that super significant. But I do think Las Vegas and the Metroplex are both planetary chakras. They appear to be. Along with Ojai? Yes. Okay. Among others, but yes. Because uh, we got Steven Paddock. We got the guy who shot up downtown. Yeah. I think we had another guy, you know. We had the Arlington kid, but there are, where were, you know, the school shooting that happened recently? They're coming strong with the Jeremy Spoken class today, though. Like, defense. Oh, really? On that Day one? of, they were like, yo, he was bullied. Hey, like, on Twitter. I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know that I, like, you're, I don't want to. I feel like I'm being pulled into making comments that I will later regret. I know zero facts. I'm saying on Twitter, day of the media, like Dallas Morning News or who you know whoever was already getting PR from the shooters people, whether it was lawyer I'm or PR or yeah, and they were like, "Yo, he's been getting bullied." That's what know- this is. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure that I have a good enough recollection of things we talked about on this actual podcast. That, are you familiar with where my like a uh, high school life or middle school life intersected with this? Wait, what? Uh, so Columbine happened when I was in sixth grade. At the end, hold up. What? Really? I didn't shoot anyone. No, no, no. Columbine. Ha- I was at Excel. Yeah, I mean. You're older than me. Columbine is 420. Funny. Uh huh. 99? Um, 99. Yeah. Uh, See, I would have been wrapping up sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. I was, I should have been in 10th grade. Am I four years older than you? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was a freshman and you were a senior. I guess that's true. I mean, my, my years and got took so much. Five years up. to finish yeah, high school, yeah. and then I didn't go to college for another year. Yeah, which makes that makes it sound like I was at Excel for six years. I wish. Uh, <laughs> you wish you were no, there. I'm for joking. Six. I don't wish. Just think about how much Miss Nancy could have taught you in that time. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, six years. Year, that you're baked too long at that point, man. There were kids. Does appear if, to be the case. I don't know anyone that did six years. Do you? Uh, not consecutively. Do we know people that did six non-consecs? Yeah. Damn. So. That's a lot, dude. It's too much. It is too much. Someone should investigate what happened. <clears throat> yeah, I remember like uh, the first winter break from after fall semester of college. Mm-hmm. Uh like being at home. So that was my first time at home after Excel. Mm-hmm. And I remember like my dad at one point was just like, this break is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's like, tough for you, Pops. What is this, six weeks, seven weeks? You know, like it was long. Yeah, breaks uh, in college, stunning, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Love a winter them. break, that's like a month. Uh yeah. So I do like, cause he was like, but my brother wasn't living at home either. Like, mm-hmm. and so I think they were basically, they transitioned fine into emptiness. <laughs> that was okay with them. <laughs> think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So uh, that's where grade, I saw Miami Vice, by the way, for the first time. On that time. break? 
not on that break, but on one of those breaks at my parents' house. Okay. On like a little ass TV. Yeah, I I watched it on like a, a laptop. It sucked. The <laughs> viewing experience. Yeah. Yeah. You're like Justin Thoreau watching it on a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um anyway sorry yeah we were, you were saying something. it was football off season so we're doing like uh workouts or whatever you know i was oh shit okay benching as much as i could bench dude bench pressing yeah um, in sixth grade on no, columbine no, day eighth grade okay sixth grade combine happens two years later i'm just establishing the continuum of school shootings all right like there's something that have occurred that people are talking about and, sure uh there's a kid he was nuts uh, just like, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to accurately describe it. He just, he had an energy to him. Mm. It wasn't, it was not close to pure evil, but there was some evil. Okay. You know, okay. a lot of it was just energy, energy. You know what I mean? But like. That's un- not good. Unique. Unique. Okay. Um, Just cut a figure, you know, if, if he was talking, you were like listening, not, not like respectfully, but not disrespectfully. Okay. Anyways, um. And uh, he and, like, some of his crew, I think, like, after, uh, you know, like, as we're, so workouts for football was the last period of the day. And so he was just talking about, uh, like, he, I think this was, no, he talked to me twice. Uh, once, what I'm, these are the two times that he, like, noticed that I was alive, right? Um, once to say that he thought that I had a Jew nose. Whoa. Am I allowed to say that? i mean like he's saying it about me quoting him yeah i it's not something i would ever say to anyone it's not my flag to throw (laughs) but you know it's not i mean you're not approvingly quoting him yeah i don't think we need to stop the podcast Um, i'm just saying also get your stereotypes right buddy i wouldn't say that is it you know you have an irish nose and we can say that on this podcast (laughs) we can you know I have a larger than average nose. I think that's what he's trying to get at. Well, you have a larger than average head and face. Well, I'm yeah, not trying true. to dog you on that. No, I'm like, accepting of that. I buy big hats. What's your hat size? Do you know? Depends on the hat. Seven and three fourths, seven and five eight. Yeah, I'm five right. I'm right in that range too. Okay, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. This is an early example of like me learning that like my tendency to say what i think had to be tempered and that like people could be very sensitive if you made comments about things that were obviously true uh yeah you know like dude there was a kid i don't know what you call him is it dwarf still it's always a discussion but yes that's i know it's i know what it's my current understanding okay well, there was a, a or a kid, a person with dwarfism, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when he came to school, they gave us a talk, and they're okay. like, "Yo, don't fucking make comments," and it's no problem. Okay, you know, like, <laughs> uh-huh. but they don't give you that talk for like Eric has a big head. You no. know what I mean? No, so, like, would have appreciated it. Yeah, so like. Uh, there was like a, a kid came into One our class. One guy accused me of uh, looking like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my body was just a string trailing. That's funny because you were a skinny kid, man. Yeah, yeah. 
The whole thing was much more pronounced. <laughs> yeah. And your head was kind of like, it was more Bert than Ernie. Or the other way, you know what I mean? Like I never, uh, I never remember which one. I'm not sure which way either, but it was more narrow. Like I felt like your yeah. head was more narrow and thin too. Kinda. Also, your hair was less flowing once they cut it. Yeah, you know, obviously at the, the you know the intake is Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, there was a kid named he had a big head in first grade and. Uh, he there a kid came to visit our class he had been in our teacher's class the year before okay and she was like oh now there's two kids named eric and i was just like yeah but only one has a big head (laughs) (laughs) it's true yeah i mean you know dude he knows it class loses (laughs) it yeah no i would have and then i think it's funny now i mean thinking back yeah but i did i got in big trouble so the teacher shuts it down like she immediately she's like i mean in my experience it does not matter at all what you said at the point that the class is cracking up whatever it was they're not happy you said it no, and me and this teacher had major beef, dude. Because that was a regular thing of like, I'd be going home, I'd be like, I'll write down for you the fucking sentence I uttered. You explain to the problem. Oh my God, happened all the time, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this teacher, Mrs. Smith, dude, oh my God. So this is my Montessori school ran out of money or something. Okay. Uh, and so this is my first year in public school, first grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... She shuts it down and she's like, all of you are, you know, shouldn't be laughing or whatever. And I remember this girl was like, I wasn't laughing. She was. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I remember just being like, they'll turn on you, dude. They yeah. love you when you're up, but the, <laughs> the minute you're down. Uh, and then the next day, dude, big head Eric didn't come in. And the really? teacher heavily insinuated that was my fault. Oh, (laughs) bad move by the teacher, but also (laughs) my heart goes out to Big Head Eric. Yeah, I mean, I think he turned out all right, I think. Let's have him on. I wish, dude. I don't know his last name. Could you Uh, find it? No, I don't think so. I like that. Do you have a blanket that has the name of every person that you were in fifth grade with? No, it was first grade, and then like that was, but and then we moved to Cranberry, so that's like very distant in my past. I didn't really have school friends. I just was like a weird kid that didn't go to kindergarten with everyone that got thrown into first grade, and then like I could like read actual books because I went to a you know my Montessori school was very successful for me. So then I was like Miss Nancy, dude, when I got to Excel. It was just like sit in the back and do your special work. Uh, but I was a huge behavior problem. <laughs> like, hmm. uh, yeah. And so then the next year we had trailers. We were in the parking lot because like, yeah. the school was getting bigger. And uh, it was rough as, as it was. Uh, and I like. How's saw- that shit allowed? Well, it's like they, they, you can't just make a building appear. You got to build it, you know? And it's like in the meantime, it's like so, either have overcrowded classrooms or throw, throw trailers in the parking lot. I mean, I, you know, I guess that has to be how it happens. That's how, I think that's how it happened. But, dude, 
Mrs. Smith got fucking bumped up with me, dude. Oh, no. So she went from first grade to second grade. And you just stayed the whole time? Well, I wasn't in her homeroom, but we did one switch. She was the, There were two trailers, so she was the other trailer teacher. Okay. And uh, I remember I saw a kid on TV get like yucks i thought it was like a funny cute thing to say i was like little little kid nightcrawler you know uh-huh. like just like <laughs> yeah. trying out things that he saw on media yeah so so we're getting workbooks for social studies and we're going through our line and i get up to the line with her and i look at her like smiling you know like i'm making a joke and i'm i say this is my big joke like i say like sassily i'm like give me my book that's it Kicks me out of class. Dude. I've been there. Kicks me out of fucking class. For saying, give me my book. Takes me to Mrs. Connor, my homeroom teacher, who was nice, and was like, You know what he just said to me? Do you know? Give me my give me my book. book. (laughs) You know? And did he say something else? Like no, Miss Connor. They no, they're united front. I know they always so are. So she's dude. she just starts. She levels me. That was in many ways some of the worst stuff. Is whenever the other person, like, yeah, they they're absolutely a united front of like you know the vice principal who's dealing with this is not going to acknowledge that clearly this teacher is fucking bananas for sending me here for this. Yeah, dude. I still remember. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mrs. Connor was like, she kept saying like, you just got kicked out of social studies, like as a, you know, wake up call. And I just like wanted to be like, I know. Can we talk about Mrs. Smith? Right? Like, (laughs) I agree. Like, it is absurd that I got kicked out for that. You know, I still remember we were on a unit about culture, dude. What does that tell you about the culture of Mrs. Smith's trailer? Absolutely. bonk ass trailer. I still do have a picture of like, you know, all the kids. So I could probably find Eric. Big head Eric. Okay. I could at least narrow it down to the big head kids. Mm-hmm. I would say. Do you have a picture of him? Does it have his last name on the back of the picture? I don't think so. I only had one Doesn't I had like one school closer. friend named Leroy. Okay, let's call him. I doubt we could find Leroy. Lead's kind of cold then. Yeah, it's tough, dude. I mean, you know, I didn't keep up with the old gang. I was troubled, dude. I was getting kicked out of social studies. (laughs) Yes, the kid said that uh, he thought that I would be a school shooter. He thought that you would be? Yeah, he's like... I thought you were gearing up to say he kind of had... If anyone's going to be a school shooter, it's this guy. Whoa, I don't see that about you. I mean, I think it's just the slander that had been done to Marilyn Manson. And I was not specifically like a Marilyn Manson fan, but like the corn t-shirts kind of got me lumped in there. I think that's what was going on. Interesting. But why that you couldn't have been the only one by that point. You know, probably the only one on the football team. Oh shit. Yeah, that's probably true. Um and uh so yes, yeah, so that was last class of the day. So I'm walking from that class to the uh, to the bus, um, uh, random people I passed in the hall, I would say, uh, "You're on my list." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Next day they call me in, and it, I it was with a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> we were both. You got doing called it. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Like it wasn't just one person that we said it to that complained. <laughs> It was most of them. Uh. And uh, 
So, like, you know, what's all this? What's going on? And they call this in separately. And I guess that he gave a, I'm so sorry. And I was like, what list, dude? What do you got me on? Yeah, yeah. These are your charges? (laughs) I don't see any evidence. Get out of here. The judge is going to laugh at this. You know that, right? Right. And uh, they didn't like that response. Yeah. So it, that's like well, looking back on this back now. You, my parents would never have backed me up for that. They would have been like, what are you doing? Um. So we, I, it's a long story. I, I'm happy to, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's striking me now how frustrating it is. Like, cause what they did was uh, I, I didn't go back to school. Like they, they had like a, like they had in-school suspension. Mm. Then they had like another room that was like long-term in-school suspension. And it was like near the door. So okay. like you would, and you came in like at a different time than everyone else. You Whoa. left at a different time. You did that? For like four months because of this. Whoa. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I would have loved that. <laughs> no, that's dude, like Little I House on the Prairie it. style schooling, dude. A one, mean, like, that's a one room. The only good house. thing about school is uh, you like in, in the hallways past your friends. Like I, I like didn't that part too. I know that part with because yeah, I mean, like you could kind of get them on the phone, but like my parents were not real thrilled about me having phone privileges at that yeah. point. I liked in the morning you could kind of chill before yeah. school. I would get, I was a yeah. bus kid, so I would it's get the dropped only good off thing. Yeah, me too. Like pretty early yeah. too. You could smoke cigs, uh, basically not inside school. Yeah, I mean, I was never a cig but, guy, but sure. Yeah, cigs were pretty cool. You, um, could, you could steal stuff from the vending machines. But yeah, so they. Uh, I wouldn't. But they definitely would. presented that as like a. It's what we have to do. Security, and uh, the looking back, the fact that they did not pop my friend for the same thing indicates that it was clearly not a concern about security. It was one of these kids is bending the knee, the other one won't. So we'll, well that could lock be him an, up till he did. The indicator of security. No, it's you know. the same dude. We were, Elliot Roger is not bending the knee, dude. But we're we're the same. We're committing the same infraction at the same time together. No, you're. If aggravating one guy's it. walking around, if two dude, guys are saying board you're on gets my to list, consider if you're contrite, dude. You know what I mean? But it's it does not fit. Like, yeah, dude, of course. But like, I thought this was a podcast where fucking troubled right. teen industry people could go to get supported by one another. You taking you are, their side? No, you, you are. You think right that it about fucking that. makes sense that uh, that they were real scared that one of these kids was like that, that they thought no. one of them wasn't doing anything and that the other one was like definitely going to shoot. I got else. suspended for quote unquote threatening a teacher. It was pre Columbine, but they basically like said they relied on Columbine like concerns. Mm-hmm. They were out to get me. The guy was not scared of you know it was just i disrespected him in front of a bunch of kids and so he you know felt the need to you know say basically slot something in that that's why i get skeptical of basically whatever the current rhetoric is because there are school shootings dude it's bad but it's like a fucking slotting whatever your personal grievance is into the parlance of the day 
Yeah, if you can connect it to off. something that is sympathetic to the larger, you know. Yeah, and I think that's why I, on this podcast and, and when, you know, the Dallas Observer, you know, asked us about it and just talking about it, I'm, I am always, like, kind of weird when people start being, like, talk about trauma. You know, I said last week or sometime recently, I try to, like, lean against my the, the part that I don't, you know, get dismissive of the people doing trauma infographics and stuff. But uh, I get skeptical of myself, like, when we speak about it in terms that hew too closely to like the slick language of the day because it just seems too disingenuous i've just you know it's just it's been abused too, too many times and then at excel it renders it so starkly because the terms that they're using are excel specific so they jump out a lot harder you know when you see people being like and then i gave up my negative contracts and I stopped talking about bands from out there or, you know, whatever. I can, you know, you know, the special terms, it, yeah. it's more obvious. But I think that, like, sticks with me now. You know what I mean? When I hear people, you know, I don't know, just, you know, you get on LinkedIn and everybody's sounding exactly the same. Yeah, uh, it's a problem I constantly have. Yeah, it just, like, raises my hackles. No, the the parents thing um, that was a that would come up later because the school wanted to send me to a different school at that point. They wanted oh, okay. to send me to special programs, and my parents disagreed with that decision. Like they were not happy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And did not think that this was uh, the hilarious joke that I thought it was. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't. Know. I'm not trying to uh you know have the world cry for me but uh how do you think a person feels whenever someone else tells them that they're a school shooter like it's not an Probably indication not that they like you or Probably that they makes view you, you as part of the group it didn't make me mad it makes made me you want to teach him a lesson <laughs> <laughs> not in the slightest it made me pretty fucking bummed uh no i see how it would yeah make you feel very sad like this is seriously no one's asking about that what you think of me yeah you think i'm a murderer <laughs> it's, like, it's not a compliment that's a buck wild thing. yeah 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 that is that's true it's not an indication that you're in the group that i, I conceive of myself as being in i do think that was one thing that excel uh did well or offered to kids was like they really didn't buy it. There were kids there that wanted you to think they were school shooters. And they really just were like, stop it, sit down. You know, you can just be yourself. You can't actually be yourself. But you know what I mean? Like, they, they. You can be the sanitized, childlike version of you that we accept. Yeah. You definitely really, you have don't no have to be options. a school shooter. You know what I mean? Which I. Yeah. Don't think is I don't know. Does. Most of that stuff scanned is pretty annoying to me because it was just. Yeah, it, yeah it, dude. It's for dorks. It was always uh, Jamie explaining that uh, she was much harder than they were. Which, like, <laughs> anyone who needs to, like, tell a 14 year old, like, adults that go to 14 year olds. You got much like, more dangerous minds like Aaron and Jamie, dude. I really do think that. Like, because. I got that over. I mean, that was early. 
early on. Like, like, uh, well, no, it was your first day. It was like when she was jumping the shark with you, I think, because <laughs> yeah. doing it with being like TC, that's your gang name. Yeah. You know, and like just it's <laughs> just like, yeah, dude. Okay. Just little TC. You know what I mean? You're like, harder than a teenager. Congratulations. Yeah, okay. Lady. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're looking for out of it, but whatever it is, you can have it. That was, yeah, I know we have a movie to discuss, but that was always a funny mo- like moment when the kids are still new enough. They know that Jamie's kind of in charge and can do whatever she wants. They know that they can't be like, all right, fuck you, lady, or whatever. But they have no idea what she actually like is looking for yeah. how to appease her anything and they're just like ah mm-hmm. all right <laughs> like no yeah i, I suck uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking around but no one can help them no <laughs> god bless them oh, yeah no but they uh, then then whenever the the uh events happened that precipitated me going to the school that was whenever they brought back up. They were like, back then, we fought for you not to go to Southern School because we didn't think that you deserved something like that. But now. But now. <laughs> now you are one of those bad kids. You were, though. No, you weren't. You weren't, TC. You were one of us at Excel. I mean, come on. Don't act like you didn't fit in at Excel with your crew. I'm not saying. Uh, you know, I mean. There were like 120 boys, so they're not all the same. But uh, whatever I first got there, I was the youngest person. Uh, it felt that's true. That's true. Weird to me. Like, yeah, that's true. I just never felt like you were like an outcast. You know, you probably got young, young in treatment. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, there's very, one of the great places, one of the great parts about the school is that there were very few outcasts because we're all in close enough quarters that you really got to know a person and, True. If you have the opportunity, you know, if someone's not just like a couple anecdotes of things that happened in class and they're like someone you actually get to know, you know, I mean, true. Uh, it's not like all, it's not like I wanted to be best friends with all of them, but people no. have more to offer than it appears on first glance a lot of times. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you were in the family and the ones that fucking didn't, Jesus Christ, you had to suck. Tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like in the, it was, what were the families? Like four to five, four to six kids, something like three to six kids? Yeah, I'd say three to five. So even if there's like a couple of kids who just kind of were blah, you get to know them. They're all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then fine. it's like, but if you were ever in a problem child family, woo, you know, you have that. That's like, again, like the narcissistic. The one guy that's making problems. Dude, like, it, it puts you in the narcissistic family structure, dude. If uh, the strength has to be like the narcissist. Being like, God damn it, problem child, yeah, knock it off, or we're all going down. Yeah, you know, which is what capitalism and does. We it reproduces itself. The surveillance state did it in our families. You know, family units at Excel. Did I tell you ever about I was shadowing a kid's visit, and his mom was like, as Sally would say, like histrionic, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little emotional at the drop of a hat. And the kid was trying to like tell his mom, like, you know, I'm doing good. Here's my routine. And he kept being like, and then I see my family. 
and then I eat breakfast with my family. I have heard this, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. No, don't uh, <laughs> stop telling the story. Let's I guess I got like to hear it. Uh, uh, anyway, the mom started crying. She thought he was subtly negging like her and, the, you know, his biological family. What do you want me to do? This is what they told me to call him, lady. Yeah, exactly. I was I was very confused on the I was there like, what? What was she what? Yeah. Why is she crying, dude? At first I thought it was like, I'm so happy my hooligan son has a routine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like those kind of tears. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. oh my God. Uh you know, I'm sure that I'm surprised there wasn't more crying in those situations. It, there was some. That's yeah. what I that's why I thought it wasn't. Dude, although I have to say, like the first time I came home with like uh I don't mean like the hooligan getting it, I just mean the whole thing is fucking seems pretty raw. I would have hated that to see my brother in a situation like that. That would have fucked me up. Yeah, I think so, man. I think I like I have extended relatives who uh like uh when I came home for the first time or one time I came home with like uh I don't think she was my wife at the time, but she is my wife now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think one of my aunts like started crying cuz she was just happy that I had a nice girlfriend. All right. Like she was just like <laughs> she just started breaking down. Was like, that a red flag for for Natalie? No, I think I think she thought it was nice. Like because okay. I mean my aunt is, she is a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was just like very happy. You know, she was she was like, Oh I, I think she just never thought I'd like come home with like a nice a regular, you know, <laughs> woman. I think. Not one of those gutter punks that you're normally with. Yeah, Marla Singer from Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie. Yeah, dude. Let's do it, dude. Woo! We're talking about Miami Vice. I've been kind of dreading this. 2006, Michael Mann, Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx vehicle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you, you think, think dude? About it? I love it, but I, I have been nervous about what you would think. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's a complex film. I have a varied opinion. <laughs> I want to be guarded because I don't want you to be mad at me. See, that's what I was worried about. I've gone through so many emotions. Like I've been like, it's not purely negative. It's not purely positive. Well, it's not like I built it up as being like it is a technically flawless movie, and you will guarantee love it. You know, uh, whatever you suggested is the first movie we're going to review. I feel like that is implicit. In the, see, in the universe you know, full of any movie well that's to see that's where i was thinking like especially now as we've been discussing more the production schedule movies are longer than a television episode i'm like damn dude you really can't just be throwing out suggestions like left or right dude you have to be thoughtful because you have to think about what will be a good discussion if tc thinks this movie sucks which like half of the people who saw it did then I don't really, that was the other thing I was saying, like, uh, I don't want to get it too argumentative on the podcast anymore. I think it's bad for the podcast. People want to hear their friends having a good time. Well, now whenever people hear you agree, they're going to think it's because of that rather than because of my good points. And the (coughs) fact is, I have a ton of good points. Well, here, check this out. Yes, you do. Fuck you. Yes, you, you do. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm still I'm gonna make a different point, but it's it's gonna be smoother now, you know, less huh. argumentative. You know what I'm saying? 
um, no, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, I watched the movie a couple times. I have some things to say about it, but uh, mainly, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I am excited to hear what you think. I, I hope that you, uh, all right, go from here on a long soliloquy about uh, what, what the movie means to you. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's. I think it'll be a good discussion. So. I guess the first thing is, so you watched unrated director's cut and theatrical cut? I watched both, yeah. I watched the theatrical first and then the director's. Okay, so I promised to watch theatrical, but I didn't. Okay. I couldn't find my copy of it. I looked up what the differences were to make sure that, but I mean, I, I got they're, it. They're not major, right? Um, yeah, it's debatable. <clears throat> okay, okay. I think that the director's... Uh, like all the whatever changes they had to make dog shit like every every everything that was different about the director's cut the director's cut was better yeah that's my recollection and i also did a quick google and was like i don't really feel the need to it's just uh the opening scene where they start out with the boat race oh yeah dude all that is cut so uh in the theatrical the first thing you hear is fucking jay-z and lincoln park cool vomit cool drop not cool i love it it's much better in the director's oh yeah yeah like whatever the whenever you're like all right sitting down to watch miami vice let's see what we got going on the first thing i have to hear is fucking subwoofer the boat kind of popping yeah no not jay-z yeah yeah. i agree yeah yeah it's not jay-z it's it opens with you know jay-z's not even started in well it's yeah fucking that is hard dude that's a cool that's a good drop dude no it's like in who you know fresher than hove riddle me that uh i would say this the the soundtrack throughout is it's unfortunate the way the time caught them i think a lot of those songs fucking ruined (laughs) watching it that was one of my moments where i was like this is not good they would have been really well served if other things oh my god dude tc's like oh no oh no that was like i was like oh god i no, almost I texted you down. like chris cornell's voice just ruins fucking scenes for i me. was i was about to text you like dude we can just watch heat if you want it's like, <laughs> at least that, that'd see, be that's fine. what i'm saying i i don't think that like uh michael mann or uh, is it even him to you know like they have music oh it's people him on dude the, it's definitely him well he works with the same couple people over and over again i think i just i th- i would suspect he seems like i'm not an expert on him or anything I've, I've seen a lot of his movies and i like them very much but i have a sense that possibly he is like many people being buffeted about by the uh, currents of popular music who who whom amongst us isn't uh-huh. and this i feel stands out as a pretty bad time for popular music and uh he's really being caught up in it I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think that I, it's just bad luck. If he decided to make this in 1995, it would have been better in those ways. Well, funny you should say that, especially in terms of music, because I think he's being, he's definitely being deliberate in his musical choices. Uh, I mean, I think he wanted the whole movie to feel fresh. He did not want it to feel like it was in the 1980s. Like he he wanted it to feel yeah he wanted it to have the feeling Definitely. of Miami Vice in that Miami Vice was extremely contemporary at the time it was released yeah. so he wanted this one to be extremely contemporary at the time it released yeah and the music being made that was contemporary at that time fucking blue no it's good I think it's good I like the Jay Z Lincoln Park song no that I love it's that trash. song 
I like the, you know, the director's cut is better, but uh, I think it's the definition of a Reddit opinion, dude. I saw this on, you know, when I, I did do a quick Reddit Miami Vice, you know, just to see what, okay. what people were saying. The Reddit opinion is director's cut is worse. Jesus and Christ. what they tend to cite is the opening scene is better theatrical because it drops you right into the action in the nightclub. I couldn't disagree more strongly. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you. But I was. It I just, love the scene setting of. I mean, yeah. The the good thing about the movie that by far my favorite part is just fucking shots of people in boats. Yeah, you can't dude. get enough it's of it. It's awesome, dude. And so to open and it with sounds hey, really good. Here's some dudes in boats. Yeah, give me all you got, dude. Then the uh, the other big difference is uh, moving uh, the in the air the night cover. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end instead of being at the end it's it's at the beginning of or it's at the it's in the scene like it's it's the first credits song in the theatrical whereas it's the main song going throughout the Ugh, terrible it's much better in the directors the directors yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it makes, makes it, the whole thing well and it makes it a callback to the pilot of yeah. the tv show too yeah. which the tv show had good music man I've seen the pilot, I think, around the time <coughs> that this movie came out. I watched the pilot and then watched this. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen it since then. I, I've never seen anything other than the I pilot. took a dip like a few years ago. Okay. Probably made it two two seasons, you know? Okay. Just that night, you know, after yeah. the third scotch. Like, it was on something streaming. Uh It was good. It, it's like, it's music. It looks like a music video in the 80s. And it's like long shots of people dancing to a good soundtrack. I was Each reading episode, about anyway. the uh, the origins of the original, and there's some disagreement about how it got started. The series creator said that he was he learned about civil asset forfeiture being a thing, uh, and just kind of like went off from there. But the, uh, the big, uh, you know, Brandon Tartikoff, the NBC executive. Yeah, I've heard the name. Uh, it's his claim that the series started where he sent out a memo to like all the creative people at NBC uh -huh. and the whole memo was just MTV cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've heard something like that. I didn't know it was that guy. I've heard that phrase somewhere. That's a pretty, like it pretty much gets it. I wish I could have been the head of NBC in 1981. That yeah. sounds so good. Just yacked out of your mind. Dude. Absolutely. Just MTV hey, cops. Make it happen. Hey, made a lot of money with MTV cops, dude. <laughs> they did. You know? They did. I mean, dude, Don Johnson is so... I'm watching Eastbound and Down right now. Uh-huh. Like the, the arc where they find Don Johnson in Mexico. Yeah. So fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Dak Shepard. You know Dak Shepard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, on his podcast, he was. I'm trying to remember who he was talking to. Oh, it was uh, Will Arnett. Oh, it was he was talking. So he was on Bateman, Jason Bateman, and Will Arnett's podcast. I'm suicidal. Go on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they were talking about they were all in a movie with Don Johnson together. Okay. And uh, Arnett was like obsessive, like you know, it was like meeting his idol, and was like over the top about it. And the rest of them were like, yeah, I mean, I remember that show, I don't know. 
And uh, the way that Don Johnson reacted to all that was to be intensely interested in Dak Shepard and very dismissive of Arnett. Interesting. And uh, so he was interested in uh, like giving Dax all his wisdom. Okay. And uh, I've I've told this story on the the IJB, and it's since become a, a big part of our vocabulary. Okay. Um, that uh, Don, Don Johnson told him that the trick uh, to how he had found as much success as he has, he's like. Once an episode, I tell you not to do it. You got to do it. Just buns, buzz the lens. Look right down the barrel of that camera. Just <laughs> stare at the audience. Okay. And uh, that'll get him. America loves that. All right. And I just, I love, like, I can totally see Don Johnson having I, his self-conception. Yeah. Where he's like, that's me. I got a winning smile. I just give him one look. That's when you, enough. When you said that, I pictured Don Johnson looking at a camera. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. It would win me over. Definitely, dude. I mean, he's very charismatic. Absolutely. I see why he does so well with the ladies on Miami Vice. Sure. The man has an alligator on his houseboat. <laughs> In the show? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Alligator on a houseboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played college football in the show. I read also. that, yeah. Uh, or I don't know if Don Johnson did. Preparing. But no, no, yeah, for the. Crockett. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. The nightclub scene is awesome. Oh, I like the music a lot. Um, watch, I watched the end credits like I was letting the end credits roll. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in the music credits, uh, Michael Mann, dude, he sampled, he's girl talking himself, dude. Because I was like, this is very familiar. He used selections from Heat, The Insider, and Collateral. Oh, really? From their like scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To use the Collateral score two years later seems a little cheap. Pretty like, cool, dude. I mean, also awesome audio slave placement in that movie too oh, see that's what i'm saying i think the guy likes audio slave dude i yeah, think he's like i but i think he's wrong to do like so. i'm sure they were like you want two chris cornell's <laughs> like gotta you know? have them he's like yeah <laughs> i do and you should know not to ask <laughs> it's Don't a ask bad again. decision he does appear to have a, a bit of an intimidating set michael work, man working environment yeah 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 did you read about that i did yeah pretty crazy yeah, I think I got some of the details wrong, you know, and spouting you got them. Him, I think you got them right. Like, uh, they did fake drug deals. Yeah, yeah. I think. They like they, they told Colin Farrell that he was going on a ride-along. And it was oh, all yeah. staged, but they didn't tell him. He They were going to tell him, like, the next day, and he, like, uh, called one of the guys. It was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't sleep. What the fuck was that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah we were going to hold on, but actually don't worry about it too much. That was all kind of for your benefit. Yeah. And then I think the other big one was, like, in the Dominican Republic or somewhere. Wherever, where, what, I don't know. Yeah, it was Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. There's, like, a little bit of, there's a shootout with, like, security. Securidad. Yeah. Yes. And somebody was trying to come to the close set. Yeah. You're going to get shot. Yeah. And I, uh, Jamie Foxx got on the next flight to America and said he wasn't leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they had an ending written. Oh, so that's the rewrite. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he had written, he had two different endings written and was having trouble choosing between them and had settled on the one that would be in set in 
Paraguay, Uruguay, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Foz de Iguazu. Foz de Iguazu. Um, but you got your tan in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so he, if if Jamie Foxx had not pulled that, they would have gone with the other one. Okay. But, Do you know what would have happened? No, I don't know what the ending was. Okay, okay. But as it stood, the, and a man has said that, uh, I'm sure you read the quote too, that he, he liked, in the end, he's happy with how it played out and that he, upon consideration, likes the Miami-based ending more. Okay, but yeah, yeah. What are you going to say, dude? Just trying to do PR for Jamie at that point. Yeah, that does make sense. I love the ending. I mean, I'm sure it would have been cool whatever they had going, but... It's a cool ass ending. Actually, the trailer park scene I think is cooler than the actual ending. Trailer park scene is great. When that la- when the lady shoots the guy, it's so fucking sick. Um, I have uh, I have that. I don't. I don't. I don't think there's any way we use all the. Clips. I was gonna say that's a good amount of clips. It's too many clips, but it's a lot of clips. I figured you can't cut off extra stuff in the middle of it. True. Um, but you can. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh. So here, let's listen to it. Shoot me. She dies. Shoot me. Go ahead. Fuck it. We can all go. That's cool. That's not what happens. What will happen is, what will happen is, I will put around at 2,700 feet per second into the medulla at the base of your brain, and you will be dead from the neck down before your body knows it. Your finger won't even twitch. Only you get dead. So tell me, sport, do you believe that? Hey, fuck. Great. Get down. Uh, that's what happens like immediately after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get down at that lady. Yeah. Uh, dude, so sick. I was just picturing it like that whole scene. I, I think they also like, they did a lot of body language coaching uh, with like, this is how you conduct yourself on a raid or whatever. Okay. And uh, like he doesn't talk in that clip or really much in the scene at all. But Jamie Foxx is so tweaking, dude, the whole time. Like he's so twitchy in the trailer park scene when he's like, and he like stabs that guy. It's like he does two cool things. It's like the nightclub scene in the beginning and that scene where he just like dismantles a person like coming at him yeah yeah the, the nightclub one's great too yeah 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 uh but the this one like where he stabs the guy mm-hmm. and then he's like <laughs> like right before he shoots him uh you know as he's like crawling away basically every time i'm watching this movie uh you know this but for the listener i'm in my garage like watching it projected on a wall mm-hmm. and i have the you know the middle cleared out uh, and I'm like standing up and stretching, but I involuntarily like just start mimicking like all of the Jamie Foxx like body language. That's great because you're just like it's kind of fun to do, and it's like it's weird to do. You know, it's like a very odd m- movement. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty fun. Anyway, I don't get my guns out and do it though. That's that would good. Be pretty fun though. Yeah. No, I don't think that's a good idea because I think Colin Farrell has the shotgun in that scene. You know, isn't that he like chokes a guy out with his gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty he cool. Does. Pretty, I've never done that. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I don't want to overstate this because there are parts of this movie where I enjoyed him. 
But I'm not really a Jamie Foxx guy. Whoa. I'm, First of all, he's the favorite son of the Metroplex. No, he's from Terrell. Is that not Metroplex? You try driving there. You tell me if you feel like it's close. I think I've been there once. Did you feel like it was close? I, I, was, I felt like this is where Jamie Foxx is from, I think. The, you leave civilization briefly. Yeah. I mean, I was driving to Dallas. You know, it was driving distance, I guess. Oh, yeah. You could drive to Terrell it, now. Isn't that where one of the To Catch a Predator, like, uh, shootouts happened? Like, one of the... I don't know. I think, like, one of the Predators, he might have been, like, a... Jamie Foxx? Some sort of... No, but he... I, that's how I found out Jamie Foxx was from Terrell, I think. It was, like, an article... <coughs> It is about to the catch only a thing I know about Terrell. Yeah, they're like, you know, Fox this, from there. this sleepy ham, Hamlet, mm -hmm. where Jamie Foxx is from, a man killed himself after being caught preying on children, you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, that's where Jamie Foxx is from. <laughs> yeah, I just... You don't think I, about him being from somewhere. I think he, he, he feels to me like a, uh, a human pyramid scheme. Jamie Foxx? Yes. Yeah, like, you, like he's, he doesn't code... Like, he doesn't read as being a Texan. Like, he's just a... He's an uh, entertainment machine, I've known he's man. from Terrell for so long, I wouldn't be able to answer that. I just, you know... I guess he can do a Southern accent. Like, the Ray movie, he's got a Southern accent the whole time. Never seen Ray. So maybe, maybe I'd love him if I saw Ray. Ray was popping like right after I got out of Excel. Yeah, no. So I was still in Gold Digger. That was that came out after I got out. Yeah, that's like around when Ray. Yeah, so yeah, it's like you know. a year apart. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Second one Kanye half album of that year, I was in the thing. The second I wasn't. True. No, but it just it it, it feels to me like uh, that his whole thing is just like, especially in this movie, he's just supposed to be cool. And it feels yeah. like, well, why is he cool? Well, because he's he's acting cool. Like he's I, cool it's as very shit, circular. dude. No, what are you I, talking I about? It feels to me like he thinks he's cool. It does not feel to me like he is cool, dude. He's fucking cool, dude. I'm sure that there. It seems like most of America thinks that he's Ricardo so Tubbs. I'm, I'm probably not going to get a lot of support for this. So you opinion. don't think Jamie Foxx is cool at all? No, I'd say that at times he comes off as cool in this movie, but other times I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, tone it down. No one's buying this. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? I don't know. Just like whatever he's kind of half whispering lines. Like he thinks <laughs> that's fucking. This really movie awesome. has the best line delivery of all time. Every single line is delivered so weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> You want, uh, you want an example? Yeah, yeah, if you got one. Uh, I mean, this is a large clip. I guess we don't have to listen to the whole thing. But, uh, I mean, this is just, this is the scene setting. You know, this is, this is the, the what is the movie? It's, it's this. I got to assume my operational security is compromised. Compromised. Your whole OPSEC is blown. Your stone cold awesome, dead in water. Dude, what the Already, fuck? Already, like, I love this He just this said scene. it's compromised, and you restated that it was compromised. Like, Your whole fucking OPSEC is blown, dude. That's what he said. <laughs> that, that was the point of his statement, Jamie. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? Do we, were he's, you listening to the man? He's quibbling with his verb, dude. 
compromised. It's blown. Like, Dude, what, what's wait, the difference between compromised and blown? I've been doing this again. I feel like this is becoming like a, a trite bit on this podcast, but we do watch things that have fun things to say. Uh-huh. I think Colin Farrell's about to say very weirdly, like, what the fuck happened? He's like, what the fuck happened, man? I think he already like, said it. Oh, damn. It's yeah. like he slips into an Irish accent for like a second. <laughs> a little bit. It's pretty tight. Do you want to hear the rest of it? Like, yeah, it's yeah, a I'll lot. Okay. Meanwhile, it does not track. White supremacist gang? White prison gangs is tweakers and meth labs and trailer parks. Bouncing the old lady around until they get busted back. And how do they get on high tech with sophisticated counter intel? And what were we here talking to you for anyway? Miami Dade wasn't part of the task force. Awesome. They don't know you. So you want to recruit us? Identify them. Who are they? How did they cut into us? How do we get into them? How do we get all close and personal? Make a buy. That worked well. Sell to them? We supply them? No, they got to stay. See, like, that pissed me off, too. I don't know. I don't want to turn this all into mean nitpicking. I just felt like it was important to make my Jamie Foxx points early. What are you saying? But, uh, Is the clip over? No, I got some more. It's not much more. But uh, okay. just whatever he says, like, uh, make a buy. That works so well. It worked well because they knew the identity of no, your undercover. No, it didn't work well. That's what he's saying. Got I know. But he's he's saying it sarcastically. I'm aware that he oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that his sarcasm is merited because the, the buy didn't work because they knew the identity of the undercover. If he tried to make a buy and they didn't know the identity of the undercover, it would have worked just fine. I mean, maybe, but, you know, the radar's up. You know, they know the, the the Phoebe is on to them. I mean, listen, the plan they settle on, I like it quite a bit. So, really, but I'm, I good, just feel dude. like Jamie's not really thinking about that clearly. I think he is. Dream of supply. Colombian named Jose Yero, mid-level trafficker. Okay. So what about Yero? Can we get to them through Yero? Possible. What does he need? Money laundering, transport? Transport. He outsources his transportation. Yeah, no, I, I, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Transpo. Yeah, I, it's a funny line reading, dude. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, uh, the guy they go on to say, Sal Magluda, uh-huh. real guy. Uh, so, you know, the, I, mean, you, I watched the, the original Cocaine Cowboys this week in preparation oh, okay. for this. There you go, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then I watched uh, the first episode of the Netflix Cocaine Cowboys and uh, the first episode of the Netflix Cocaine... Have you watched the Netflix no. Cocaine Cowboys? It opens with Sal Magluda and Willie Falcone uh, doing an interview um, where they had just uh, won a powerboat race. There you go. And so I texted uh, my friend whose dad was a powerboat racer in Miami during the 80s uh-huh. and said, have you watched the Netflix uh, Cocaine Cowboys documentary? He said... Willie and Sal are great guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. So th- are they saying they torched Sal's boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. Coming at the cocaine cowboy. That's right. No one comes a- at Sal. Although they are <laughs> careful in the documentary to say that Sal was... Because uh, the first cocaine cowboy, it's the lady they're talking about there. I've already forgotten her name and I watched it this week. Uh, it did not appear to me like she and I agreed about the value of human life. Okay. Whereas, like, it was just, you know, fucking look at me wrong. Like, let's find a way to kill this guy. 
like just the like uh the guy one of the guys they're talking to like he's being interviewed on camera sitting down discussing this stuff he and his best friend got popped together he bailed he got bailed out and then uh they he was like i'm gonna come and get you like don't worry about it like this will be my top priority i'm gonna do everything to get you out you're my best friend and uh it like took a couple days and the his girlfriend started i might even been his wife but his lady was like what the fuck you guys aren't doing him right and yeah she was like if he's not out i'm fucking talking to the fbi tomorrow <sighs> gotta tell your bae to chill dude they murdered her yeah, the best I mean, friend shit. while his dude's like fucking sitting in jail he murders his fucking girl and like gets out and he's like where's she at and he's like yeah i don't know man you gotta Can't murder him you. at that point i mean i i don't i don't know if they did they might have but like that kind of that what i'm saying is sal would not have done that i think okay that, okay I think that comes across in the document like he had a keener understanding of you know uh cocaine trafficking the cops don't love it murder they got a real problem with that right right makes sense makes sense uh you know i don't know i guess trafficking cocaine is not the worst thing you can do i think murder is worse definitely yeah 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 usually when people try to say cocaine is bad they end up saying like you're supporting murder yeah which kind of makes me think Definitely just murder is worse. Why would they be killing each other if you told them it was okay? Right. Kind of feels like we could fix this whole other problem if you just made it legal. It is wild to me to think of a world where you can just go buy cocaine at at the store. Like, you know, I'm going out tonight. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd be interested. Like, I always hear that uh, Portugal, there's no illegal drugs in Portugal. Okay. But that it's not like they sell it in stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, dude, it's it's probably hard to get like fucking penicillin in Portugal. What do you mean? Just well, it's like you know, the pharmacies are all weird and stuff. You know, in other countries, maybe. I'm just saying, like, Portugal's sufficiently developed. CVS is probably better than wherever you get cocaine in Portugal. Well, see, I'm saying I don't think you can go to a CVS and. In yeah, Portugal that's what and I'm buy saying. cocaine. I, yeah, it's yeah. just that it's not, there's no, like, if you get found with cocaine, they're not going to, like, put you in jail for a long time. But it's like a methadone they, clinic for cocaine. I think they do. Well, I, I just that's think it's, dumb. no, it's every drug is, like, heroin is also not illegal there. Right. Like, there are consequences if you're found with it, but it's like rehab, you know? See, that I don't like either because that's carceral still. I also don't like that, Alex. I'm aware. I wonder like, why. Do you seem like it might, do you think it might be like an improvement over giving someone 30 years in jail? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, possibly. But what if we, you know, I don't know. It's just. I mean, if someone's doing heroin. We're gonna take I think it. the compassion involves uh, wanting to help them find a way to not do heroin as much anymore. Yeah, but you know, you're gonna do that by taking away their right to walk around outside. You know, I don't know the specifics. It might be yeah. a patient deal. Yeah, but even then, dude, I don't like the coercion. It's like if all they're doing is heroin. That's the only law they broke is that they're buying and using heroin. It's like they shouldn't be 
They shouldn't have freedoms taken away. I think they should. I understand what you're saying, but don't don't you feel like it would be a callous response to have no reaction? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think we should live in a society that takes care of people in many ways, including before they get addicted to heroin mm -hmm. so that they don't. Yeah. And if they do, there should be ample safety nets of resources for people who want to get off it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also do think most addictions, it seems like people are looking for a way to get like the feeling of connection and love you know chemically uh often it, it can sometimes appear or even you know you could phrase it as a relief from anxiety symptoms maybe but it's it's the same thing like i you know anxiety is kind of an absence of that so uh to help people find meaning and work and community uh, and you know their day-to-day -day existence so that they don't need uh that deleterious substance good you know but uh it's an imperfect world and a lot of people have a hard time and i don't think we're we're making anything better for anybody by you know making it something where somebody can ruin your day you shouldn't even get your day ruined you shouldn't be so no one should be allowed to take you to any buildings <laughs> no like for doing it you, you know what I mean? yeah no i yeah yeah like i just i don't i don't care for it dude i, uh, I understand it is weird to me to think about if you could go buy heroin though like that's, that's yeah like i odd. don't i don't think that you should be able to go to a store and buy heroin yeah i uh, also don't think you should be jailed for decades or years you know like i don't think that you should be able to be put in jail for heroin but i also don't think you should buy it i don't know exactly how to yeah no I mean, we're basically like woke liberals on drugs. Like, you know, uh, dude, I was dying. Uh, I was walking through like, you know, by a park in a nice neighborhood. And uh, they had one of those yard, you know, the yard signs. And it was just the, like. The uh, Michael Clayton ones? Yeah, 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 the yeah. Michael Clayton ones. <clears throat> and it was like, all are welcome here. But the house was across the street from the park. Mm -hmm. So literally next door on their actual property, it was like, do not park on lawn. <laughs> like, it was like, in America, all are welcome. Love wins. Not this lawn, though. Actually, <laughs> do, do not even park here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. But, you know, I stand for all the values, especially water is life. I'm glad that made it on there, too. <laughs> That's on there. That I, I never yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. water is life. <laughs> like, all right. I mean... <laughs> i i agree yeah hard to argue um while we're talking about uh awesome line deliveries you want to hear a little bit from the the king of line deliveries in this movie <laughs> yeah hey what's up it's trudy my girl it's a pleasure hey nice club yeah i redid it <laughs> and i got places in medellin paus de iguazu and rio <laughs> you like clubs? oh yeah i'm a disco guy <laughs> It's the best part of the movie. Man. I love it, dude. 
I mean, he's so good, dude. Everything he says, every, every single time he I talks, agree. I'm it's just so good. Rubbing my hands together. What's he got this time, dude? At the end, Old when Jose he's like, Yero. "Get a bite to eat," <laughs> I say that all the time. I dude. love it. Yeah, it's so good. Maybe we dude. go see a movie. See a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, he he's rules. the man. Yeah. So, what do you like about this movie? Uh, everything. I don't dude. mean to say I, that. No. I, that's uh, no. I like everything about it. So, the first thing I guess I would say is like uh, I didn't. I didn't really have uh, high expectations for it. I didn't really know who Michael Mann was when uh, you saw this at your parents' house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think I knew who he was at that time either. Like I knew I liked the movie Heat, but I didn't know it was I'd, made by I'd the guy who made heard the movie of Heat. Heat when I saw this. I liked Heat pre Excel a lot. Like I had it. On I remember PHS. the first time I heard about Heat. It was uh, Bill Simmons talking about it. In okay. One of his columns. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it at Excel. There were a uh, lot of kids. Zach Danzer was a big. You know they might have like talked about it, but I, you know. Yeah. You don't, yeah. I yeah. just would have like, registered it as a movie yet. I hadn't heard about, and I wouldn't have filed it away under anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, like I liked Heat, and then I saw Collateral in theaters. See, I was still. I think up I that. did. That was a four. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ali was Excel classic. I saw Collateral at uh, OG dorm. That's tight, dude. Yeah, I yeah. think I would. The people I saw it with, we all walked out of the theater. I saw it with a bunch of girls. I was a camp when I was a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. And Did they you were, go to movies? Yeah, like on our days off, you know. That's tight. Yeah, it wasn't like Excel, you know. It was less strict. Uh, I mean, just like the camp I went to. I guess there would have been. I guess on weekends the camp. I mean, but I think that we left on Saturday and like new kids were coming in Sunday. And I don't think there was a movie theater in the town. That's my so point. We broke it up. This was in the Poconos. So it was, you were broken into A, B, and C group of counselors. Mm-hmm. And then you had an overlapping day off with one of the other groups so that they were never too short staffed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you would get alternating like one or two kind of dinky nights off where you had to be back by midnight or whatever. Uh, and then you would get like a 36 hour occasional like time off. And so you could go, the big trips you could make were like a day trip to Wilkes bar. Now we're talking. Uh, it's Granton, yeah. PA, Altoona, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like uh-huh. fuck it. Some real, very nice central PA uh, sightseeing. It is nice. Or you could go to like up to upstate New York, Binghamton, Float the river in Binghamton, dude. I would love to. What's up, dude? Yeah. I mean, you say float the river anywhere I'm in. I mean, it was it's a fun. If time, there's dude. a river, I would like to float it. That was my first time smoking pot after Excel. Was yeah. uh, with the girls I saw Collateral with nice. in Binghamton, but she bought weed from my co-counselor, but I didn't smoke weed at the time, so you know I didn't even know he was selling weed to the whole camp. But I mean, if there's girls smoking it. Well, she, she was like, start. she was like, well, I asked your co-counselor, you know, because she, he was a skate park counselor. Oh, so yeah, I had a crush yeah. on one of the girls, so I was. That's why I broke my sobriety. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All you guys got stories like that, uh, like former Excel students I've talked to. Uh, not, I don't know, dude. Were you not listening? 
No, never, dude. I like come I, on, dude. When I've uh, I had you were to told live, that there was going to be temptations. I knew that, and I knew I did didn't want to make the same did mistakes. Did you acted? Did you act like mm -hmm. you knew that? Yeah, I was sober. Like I said, I broke my sobriety uh, after like what a year. Yeah, because some fucking chick batted her eyes. She was Jesus very Christ, cute, dude. I'll bet she was. She made me a mixtape of Damien Rice and uh, Death Cab for Cutie. If she liked you for you, she wouldn't need you to smoke pot to be friends with you. She didn't need me to, but it was an appealing scenario to do it. Yeah, first no, of I'd all. love to fucking smoke a bowl, float the river listening to Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's an afternoon I could I could really enjoy. Well, it, it was a joint and it actually it got kind of wet, so barely got high at all. And then I remember being nervous because Oh no, she had another one because we were in a graveyard drinking beers after that. <laughs> it was a great night, dude. You know, and I, I hanging out at a graveyard. Why the fuck were you in a graveyard? We would had, we had like floated around whatever river it was, and then because a lot of what you would do at night is just whoever had a car, you would just drive around like these old country roads. There were these windy roads in the Poconos. Like Mario Andretti, they're some of his favorite roads, dude. You just carve up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even playing, dude. They're Where fun do you come to drive. Up with this shit? Uh, that's what some guy said once. Driving <laughs> 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 around, uh, man. It was, but I remember being nervous because I had a job lined up at uh, the Trinity University bookstore, and I was like, "Are they going to drug test me?" At the yeah. Trinity University bookstore, they didn't though. Jesus, they Christ. drug tested I at Target, dude. When I worked at Target before the summer camp i was like what is going on and then once you got the job dudes were smoking weed on the job yeah it's madness dude mm -hmm. anyway i don't know how we got started on that but oh yeah yeah so i didn't know who michael mann was at all and i just so i was like i'll put you know put on the miami vice there's they remade miami vice i didn't really know miami vice the tv show and i was just like what the fuck is this movie, man? Like, it's just like different. Like, it's like weird. I'm, I wasn't like an art film guy. Like, but I was like, the pacing's different. It's like, there's not really a plot. Like, the clip we played is the really the only concession to plot. You know, where it's like, that feels like a TV show. It feels like we're about to hit the first beat for like the commercial break. Where it's like, well, they don't know you. It's like, oh, okay. You're thinking what what we're thinking, you know? All right. And it's like, all right. I guess we know the plot of this movie. You know? Yeah, what I mean? it's it's got a plot, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it definitely does. Yeah. But it's like it's not really asking you to. It it's like it's just like it's it's a lot of it's very vibey. I think it's no. More, I I think like what they set out to do to some extent was to to make a movie about being undercover yeah, and the sure. effects that that has on a person. Yeah, definitely. And I would say in reviewing the film, they spent maybe five minutes on that. No, it's the whole movie, dude. I, I don't I know mean, that I walked ways. away feeling like I had a really deep understanding of the, the goals undercover, of being undercover. And which way is up. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> that scene. Well, there's like the whole centerpiece being That's like... It. You know, having sex in the shower in Cuba for like 12 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's like, I was just there's like, more time what spent, am I watching? There's more time spent on characters having sex in showers. It happens twice. I like that. Than uh, there is on like dialogue about 
like the pressures of being undercover. That's In absolutely true. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, There's a lot so, of, dude, I was laughing. The reason I was late coming here, uh-huh. I took a shower. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, so I, you know, it's a movie about being undercover and the pressures of it that spends, in my mind, relatively little time exploring that theme. Uh, and so I think that what they have to do for it to be a good movie, and I think that this was what they were interested in doing based on the choices they made, was, yeah, like, do everything else. Like, set the atmosphere perfectly. Have some cool-ass shots. Yeah, very you know, cool just shots. Like, just fucking nail the mood. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I think in, in some ways that they do do that. I think they do do it. Definitely. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a mood piece. Uh, when I was reading about it, I saw like an interview with Michael Mann where he said he conceived of heat as a two hour and 45 minute, like movement of music. Like he potted it out as a melody. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I get that. I feel that. As but well. you know, I think he kind of does that in all his movies, you know, in one way, or, you know, maybe to different degrees. Uh, but like, man, what the hell? I did it again. This is my first one this episode. You forgot what you were saying. Definitely. He plots out movies like me, like pieces of music. Yeah, and I thought about just doubling back and saying that again, but I feel like I did have a grander point um but it's not oh i don't know man anyway i like the shower scene not like you know hornily but i think uh you know it kind of gets it like because you know that you go undercover but it's actually not just the pressure dude it's like you actually realize your truer self you know when when you're in these heightened moments uh and like the rules aren't really applying you kind of get to see that you aren't who you thought you were. Yeah, maybe yeah, which, learn what the immovable objects really are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think for Colin Farrell, you know, and uh, whatever her name is, it's like that's that's the truest undercover where they can be, you know, sensitive lovers. Yeah, uh, the, the, and, they're, yeah. You know, they can't even look at each other. They have to look at each other in the mirror. And they're not even face-to-face, you know, they're pretty tight. But then they, they're negotiating in that scene. It's like Colin Farrell brings business back into it. He does. I mean, that's what he's there for. Definitely. Um, they're making moves on each other. That's right. <laughs> I, I love, like, it, it is great. Like, Fox is, you know... Is that supposed to make it all right? And he's like, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. And then Fox just doesn't say anything. He's like. So good, dude. Yeah, concede the points. Dude, he gets him every time, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, one of my favorite uh, lines in the movie, I'm pretty sure I've, I haven't since I realized this, gone back and watched it all the way. But I don't think she actually says this in the movie. But, you know, Jamie Foxx's girl is named Trudy. Uh-huh. Like at at the end when they're going in to like the final raid and Jamie Foxx is again like questioning Colin Farrell. I have it. Do you want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is what I think it is. It is. Set time. Yeah. Badges get flashed, guns come out. 
risk it, man. That's what we do. So? So, fabricated identity, and what's really up, collapsing the one frame. You ready for that on this one? I absolutely am not. That's honesty. So why are you ever with I'm with her 100%. What does that mean? <clears throat> she could be a white-collar money manager. She may even be true love. But she's with them. Like Trudy would say, I ain't playing. Dude, Trudy does not say I ain't playing once in the whole movie. It that line feels racist. <laughs> like, right? Like a I, bit. I think that Michael Mann <coughs> made a mistake, right? It feels that. like benignly racist from like a 75 year old man in 2006. Yes. Being like, yeah, the character Trudy. You know how they talk. She's, yeah, it's like, I ain't playing. Yeah, she's always saying, I ain't exactly. playing. Exactly. That's what I was like, did she say that at all? You probably would notice it if she was like, <laughs> it's well, your you, big catchphrase. Like, well, you know, yeah, it's like, well, let's ask Trudy what she thinks. Oh, we'll know what, what she thinks. What kind of stuff does Trudy say? You know, like, I ain't playing. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, dude, I can't defend that, dude. I mean, I don't think, I think Ali is probably like the best example of like a white guy trying his best to be like, to make a movie about a black guy and like black people's struggles, to be respectful, to be, yeah, I think he's trying his best. Uh, I don't think he's racist, but... No, there's that, nothing else in the movie like that. It, that it, line is incredible. It's just, it's very clunky. Do you think Michael Mann wrote when Jamie Foxx pretended to not early with Trudy and then was like, no, nah, I'm just playing? That would fucking rule if he did. I, I can't see him. I think that's Jamie Foxx, dude. It feels more like Jamie Foxx like than Michael just, Mann, but I could see him trying to imagine being Jamie Foxx and be like, you know what I bet he'd do? He'd yeah. joke about nothing and he'd be like, nah, I'm still yeah. going. And Trudy still would be got like, it. I ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got to get my, uh, you know, uh, copaganda is bad uh, takes out of here. Okay. The uh, beginning, uh, just, I don't know, just trying to illustrate why people shouldn't make movies about cops because it always ends up with a bunch of shit like this. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're, uh, it's Neptune, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're busting Neptune, and so they're discussing what they're going to do. and um, The pimp. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, so we're going to go up there. We're going to get those girls, get them on charges, get them to flip on him. Right, right. on him. Right. Like, just to casually suggest, you know what we should do to these vulnerable people? <laughs> yeah, ruin their lives. Threaten them with fucking jail time so they can, like, uh, say things that a guy will definitely kill them for if he gets a chance. True. And that's, it's not presented as, like, a hard choice. It's not presented as... You know, well, the necessary evil, you know, trying to pick the path that hurts people the least. It's just like, yeah, this is our plan tonight, and it's a good one, and we don't have any qualms about it. 
Yeah, true. And the way that they like express it, that it's to get the audience one over of like, no one involved here <coughs> thinks that any part of this is regrettable. Um, yeah, I, I just, think the function is to just let the audience know, like, we're not letting a bad guy get away. Kind like, of. I, think, I like, think it's just to get them doing a little cop talk. Oh, I just, thought it was like to close a plot hole of just being like, you're just going to let this guy go away. Like, what about your op? Is they you know? is that when they say it? I thought they might even like said it before that. Like that they were worried that Neptune was getting away. I thought that like Fox was pissed off that like Neptune had slipped out of there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Oh, and I then guess they you're get right. the call okay. from Alonso. So when they say like his day will come, that's the earlier one. That's right. I think there's one part where they're like, his day will come. I think that that's the uh after Alonso is called. Okay. It's the, First it's of all, the brother from Eastbound it? Down, right? Al Stevens, dude, is his name. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Like, Congratulations, dude. I remember dude. being like, dude, Alonzo Stevens, what a sick name that is, dude. Then <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uh, it's close. It is kind of cool. Like, in the, the movie, maybe it's another racist thing, uh, but I thought it was kind of cool, like, because Miami is a very multicultural city, you know, and it's like everyone's names are, like, a little bit off ethnically like alonzo stevens is a white guy then fujima the fbi guy yeah he like kind of looks asian but i don't think he's asian you know he's a you know like the way emma stone was asian in that movie you know the hawaiian then you know the one can i ask the the biggest question here what what are we what are are we supposed to believe that the love interest is Cuban? Is that what I'm? The Gong Lee? Yeah. That's the actress's name? Yeah. Her name's Gong Lee. Just... Well, her mom, they fill it in basically. The mom was like some sort of philanthropic humanitarian doctor. I mean, I watched the movie twice you know? and it wasn't totally clear to me. Yeah. The mom was like some sort of philanthropic doctor. Okay. Uh, they were in Angola. I know that her mom died, died in Angola. And then like didn't make it clear to me how she She got caught up in a criminal in element after that. And then But Angola is not close to Cuba. No, she left Cuba's her old life. That's pre Angola. But why was she in up. Cuba? Phil philanthropy. Okay. Her mom doing philanthropy. Then she fell into a life of crime. You know, after her mom died. And I yeah. don't think her mom ever was like had a man. Mm-hmm. You know, so but she she thinks she doesn't have a man. She thinks she's a businesswoman. Yeah. But Jesus Archangel de Jesus Montoya basically. He he, he seems to it. think that he's her man. Definitely, dude. He acts a bit like that. Find it interesting. It's a cool name again, Archangel. Uh huh. You know, yeah, very absolutely. Gnostic concept of like this upper being who controls everything. Pretty cool. Another dude. I didn't watch the commentary this time. I just like ran out of time, but I've watched it before. Okay. Uh, I, so I think the Asian woman, I don't think she even speaks English. Like I think, uh, I don't know if it's this woman. There's another Asian woman in Black Hat, the Michael Mann movie, <laughs> okay. which is really, it's a good movie. I like it. But, I, I've you know, not I like, seen it. I like Miami Vice too. Uh, it's pretty good, dude. Uh but, I'm filing that is I, in my mind. Anytime you make a recommendation to me, I ask myself. I didn't recommend it. Is I it silence it or is it warrior? I'm thinking that <laughs> one's more of a warrior. Uh, yeah, 
but I like Warrior more than Silence. So that's I've, the worst opinion. I've, I've seen had. Warrior way more than Silence. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus Christ! But uh, I was uh, I was going through my bit about Warrior. Someone told me that they did used to have like in the early days of UFC, there would be like a weekend tournament. They have rules, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, I wouldn't need a job if they still did that. <laughs> <laughs> This is for my family. Yeah. Uh, Ken Shamrock was participating in weekend tournaments. That's awesome. That would be so scary. Do you think you oh, go against Ken Shamrock? No, dude. Dude, no. I've been punched in the face enough, but not by someone with power and training like that. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, no. They're just, your, your face is gone, dude. Yeah. Like... Your body just shuts down. No, I, I assume. I mean, I would train. I think I would train my fucking ass off. Like, what What's else that are you going to do? do? Everyone's got to train until they get hit in the face, Alex. No, oh, I know, dude. But I would be one of those guys, like, uh, you see him on Instagram, you know, 2012. I'm like in Croatia wearing like jean shorts, like, you know, two inches above my ankle uh -huh. at a gas station to filling up the village car. <laughs> and then like, you know, 10 years later, I've won a UFC belt or whatever. Yeah. Me and all the homies are crying. Like, you know those guys? Yeah. They've ruled, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think it's you. <laughs> I mean, you don't know until life pushes you. I'm confident. I went to Most myself. of those guys are younger. No offense. True, true, true. Definitely. That is true. It's a physical sport. I think I can fight. Uh, I want to watch the one about Steven Dorff, where he's like the dad, the UFC dad, and then his son does UFC. You know about this one? No. It's the trailer, dude, got me riled up. I like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, so it's like Steven Dorff is, is a UFC fighter. His son is a UFC fighter, but, you know, like 22, whatever. And uh, he, his son has a like a little baby boy. This is all in the trailer. Okay, okay. So then they're like watching TV at the house or whatever, and they're like playing around. And the baby boy, you know, like does something, you know, with Stephen Dorff, and he's like, "What? You know, what are you crying for?" And just like slaps the the baby, like the you know his grandkid, not like angrily, but just being like the way he would you know toughened his own son up oh. but you know his son fucking goes buck wild uh, you know obviously get a lot of issues as the many saints did you watch many saints of newark no uh i mean that that was involved Sorry. rage against your father figure okay uh, anyway i was making a joke about that movie but it looks like a good movie i haven't seen it but my review of the trailer is a plus can't wait to see it steven dorf got jacked as fuck and that literally is what i'm thinking of when you said i wouldn't be able to do ufc i thought steven dorf is older than me and yeah, I mean, he got pretty ufc jacked that wasn't the real he didn't win any fights but like that in the trailer movie. he's ufc jacked dude you know what i mean like you know what i mean i think it takes UFC more jacked. than just being jacked dude obviously yeah yeah i know but i'm pretty quick dude i'm just saying I can take a punch in the face. I'm not scared of that. If they, like, I am. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, I'm. I don't like now. it. <clears throat> the trick is to concentrate on punching the other guy in the face. Yeah. If you can. If you can. Uh, 
Although, well, that's what I was saying. Like, if if it was weight classed out, I think I I would just like train as hard as I could, you know, because I'm in a low weight class. So I think I maybe I could fucking tool some of these guys. They'd be quick though. I could make some money on this. I think you know they'd be like a. Have you seen the viral video of like the twins with the weird? They're like in Florida. The Island Boys? Yeah, <laughs> of course, exactly. dude. Exactly. You ask me if I know the Island Boys? That's like my weight class of UFC. It's all Island Boys. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think you could, if, if that were true. the Island Boys, I, dude. Ah, yeah, I think you would. I think you would fuck up the Island Boys. <laughs> dude, I can't. I'm laughing, dude. It's so fun to watch. It's just so fun to do. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever we changed the cover art, uh, Will Green was suggesting to me other things, other photos to use. That's a great one. Uh, that's 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 just a wonderful. That'd that's be nice. good too. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah, I like outcast. That. <laughs> okay, okay. Steve and Vern Troyer. <laughs> Or we man, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Man. Jesus Christ, what a terrible mistake to make. I didn't want to correct it because I didn't know his name. I knew it wasn't Steve-O, but yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know it was yeah, Wee that's, Man. That's, a, that's something that like one of your parents would. It's just that god darn Steve-O again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, I had always thought of uh, maybe always as a stretch, but I had identified this movie um, as being important in the history of cinema as uh, one of the times that Hollywood was transitioning to digital. Definitely. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, that seems to be, you know, as part of the critical reevaluation, people say that a lot. I mean... The way that everyone makes movies now, this was kind of one of the first ones that it was made that way. Yeah, but I would say a couple of things. Number one, it still looks so different. Like, it doesn't look like anything before or since. Like uh, Spring yeah. Breakers is the closest. It's pretty easy for me to figure out it's on the digital. I mean, like digital cameras have come a long way. Yeah, yeah, you can tell it's digital, but you know, just the, it's, it's stunning to digital. me how much they insist on shooting in the dark, given the struggles the camera has with the dark. Like, I so much of this movie looks beautiful. I'm not some fucking dipshit who made one YouTube video that's sitting here telling Michael Mann that he should yeah, hear yeah. my ideas. Uh, I have a deep and abiding they, respect like, for everything he does. They, like, scouted shit for months with those cameras. But uh, there's there's plenty of times that it's pretty noticeably grainy. And, I mean, like, that's just the limitations of the technology at the time. But I, I don't recall, like, I don't think that film cameras suffer from that particular issue i don't think film cameras can get like the color of the night sky like the way they got like the stormy miami so night many of sky. those were fucking perfect and those had to be just they're waiting around right yeah well it was like hurricane season like, <laughs> yeah, yeah of yeah. course you know yeah that was another one of the uh the complaints leveled by the crew yeah yeah I maybe like, don't yeah. make me work in a hurricane like three fucking times i dude in all the in or at least in the one interview i read i guess maybe they were just summarizing other ones but it did seem like his he has answers to all these complaints. He's like, look, yeah, we put together a production budget that involved shooting in Miami in the summer. What the fuck did these morons think was going to happen? Like, there's, yeah. Like, so, I don't know. But he's like an ornery guy, dude. Like, uh, I left the coverage of all of it thinking that I wouldn't prefer him as a boss. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't think I would do. Maybe, maybe I would do well with him. Maybe I would thrive. But you gotta maybe. submit. 
Like, uh, yeah. And I mean, I'm always okay with that. If it's someone that I feel is earned the respect, you know what I mean? For sure. How and else are you going to learn than recognizing people who know more than you and saying, please teach me. Yeah. I think he basically like broke Will Smith for Ali, for sure. Uh, doesn't seem like it's too hard. I think he was one of the first to do it. Mm. Like he broke him in for, I think for we know who he first was. Well, no. bro, if you watch, having watched the Red Table talk, if you go back and watch Will and Jada's scenes in Ali, uh huh, it is just Jada seducing like poor innocent Will. It's pretty fun to watch. Like after we watched the Table talk, yeah. I rewatched Ali because she's like a she's like a Nation of Islam thought. Like she's his first wife that like everyone's like don't marry this one because uh, she's trouble uh, and she never wants to like wear the Muslim outfits and stuff you know man imagine like it doesn't I, I I don't know whatever they have a beautiful thing and much respect everyone involved but like the lady's like looking at all the roles and she's like I want that one <laughs> yeah 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 that's true yeah definitely. Or like maybe Will's like, I think you would be good at, as this one, the brainless thought before he gets religion. Or I guess he had religion, but like he got mad at her in the movie because uh, in the beginning of the fight, she's wearing makeup with her hair straightened and she's like looking around at the cameras and stuff rather than supporting him, you know, watching the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know. I don't think I don't think Jada got with Will for a celebrity. Jada was already famous. She was in yeah, professor. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that she'd be famous either way. <clears throat> but they have some digital, I think, in like Ali, the insider. But, you know, I think like my Collateral, really I think, was it. just about all on digital. Yeah, nighttime in LA, you know. Yeah, but yeah. just, you know, I mean, like like Collateral and Miami Vice are like two of the big ones that made the jump. There was I read something about he, the used digital cameras on commercial shoots a couple times and was impressed with the technology. This was uh, one of the, I think it just like first, like the camera that he's using was the first big Hollywood camera where you could watch what you had just shot. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's cool when you think about like uh, the way I've read that he doesn't, um, he doesn't storyboard, like, which I like. Because I'm lazy, like in theory. <laughs> okay. uh, he just like is very intense in blocking and like going through the movement, you know, like and just seeing what the camera gets. Uh, and uh, so like digital would be sick for that. Yeah. Uh, and then I read like he, I think it was him or maybe the cinematographer, but they were basically like... Um, you know, when, when you look at like old, the first skyscrapers, like when we first started building skyscrapers because we had steel and like new, stronger material uh, in abundance, um, like you could build vertically in a way you couldn't before. But if you look at those buildings, they still just look like really tall buildings from 20 years before. Like the only difference is they're taller. So they still look like brick like Victorian buildings <clears throat> because there were we weren't building to the form yet like the the tools and the materials hadn't overtaken the form 
because we were, you know, still stuck in the old paradigm. But then eventually we get to where we're like, no, we're building with steel and glass. So that's what this should look like. And you, we melded form and function. And now that's, you know, you can love it or hate it, but like a modern skyscraper. So he's, Michael Mann was basically like, stop trying to make the best film movie with digital, like build a skyscraper, like make a digital video movie. It does, it should not look like film. It should look like this, you know, which is like, I think he did that, you know, it like, it looks like that, dude. it looks like a 2005 digital video made by a, a genius, uh, mostly at night in Miami. Yeah. Like pretty cool. Uh, yeah. and you know, I do watch it like on the big screen, you know, like, uh, Blu-ray. So I'm like in it. You know? I feel somewhat conflicted so like it. by how much night it is. It's a lot. Like whatever I think about, like, like on the one hand, <laughs> I don't know that it gets the praise for its visual style that it does. If all it's doing is trying to parrot other people's impressions of Miami beforehand. Yeah. But whatever I'm thinking, Miami movie, I'm thinking lots and lots of sunlight and, you know, those yeah, true, sea true. colors. You know, I the, think the TV show got more of that going yeah uh, and just yeah, it's, yeah. i mean like it's not like there's none of it like there's a, a really great amount of shots of you know fucking beautiful boats with bold colors cutting yeah, through yeah. the ocean with the skyline in the background and the I can't aerial get shots of are really good dude i mean that's just you know i don't know uh you know no one's ever gonna hire me to direct a movie whatever but uh like uh if 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 i like that's that's all i want it's just to make fucking uh, just have a write a script that gives you a good excuse to do what you actually are there to do, which is shoot fucking boats and water with skylines and backgrounds. Yeah, that rules so much. Yeah, I I in like Miami's fucking great. I love Miami. Yeah, we I haven't spent like a ton of time there. Megan had a friend who lived there for a couple years. Uh, she got married, and so we went to the wedding. Okay, okay. We, like, we stayed on, she lived on Miami Beach. We stayed on Miami Beach. Nice, nice. Uh, it was just, it was one of God. the best weekends of my life. I, I would I've, love to be there. There's a few now. cities I've been to that I was more, I mean, I just, I love the ocean, love the water. Yeah. And as, as far as like building a city by water, they're doing some things that not a lot of other people are doing. Maybe we should change the artwork to the Island Boys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are Island Boys. Absolutely. I mean, the way you're describing it, I'm just like, I would kill to be on a beach right now, especially as the weather's cooling down. It's like, I'm I'm going to need a beach vacay this year, I think. I don't know. I'm Absolutely. No, we were there in February, and I was I swam every day we were there. Oh, that's nice, man. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's... A, I, I do think... See, again, I think I read this somewhere... I think Michael Mann also has been like, I actually wish there was a little more Miami in the movie. So, I, you know, I think Yeah, that's I mean, it, there's a lot of scenes and... Yeah. Well, and a lot of them aren't in my... Like, Ciudad del Este. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And those are cool. Like, I like, you know, I do think it does a good job of having like an atmospheric, like a globalism. Like, I think post 9-11, Michael Mann is it's all It's trying to capture globalism. the full supply chain of cocaine. 
Like whenever you watch those Cocaine Cowboys movies, they're talking about South America <coughs> constantly. Of course. Like to make a movie about cocaine trafficking that didn't include a lot of scenes in South America would be crazy. Yeah. I think like, uh, so have you seen Public Enemies? No. That I will recommend more than Black Hat, but... It's before computers though, you know? Yeah, so, but it kind of introduces computers. So Jose Yero is is in Public Enemies. Does he do as good? Yeah, I think, so the Jose Yero is such a strong accent that when I replay him in Public Enemies, he has the Jose Yero accent. He better I, have it. I have no, I don't know if that's true. But like in my memory, he does. Like he definitely delivers them with it. But like, so you know, Public Enemies about John Dillinger, big celebrity mm -hmm. bank robber, yeah. Johnny Depp. So like he's like kind of like hooked up with like the budding organized crime, which is like juxtaposed to like the the growing FBI under J. Edgar Hoover. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good movie. Uh, and it basically is getting it like both of these things are scaling up and they're both kind of the same thing and they're scaling up with each other. And Jose Yero is Jose Yero for that crime syndicate, but like back in the day. Okay. So like when Johnny, when Johnny Dillinger like needs new cars, new guns, like a place to hide out or whatever, he like calls, you know, they call it like the outfit or the syndicate or like something. And he's like, hey, I, you know, I need to shack up in Evanston, you know, or whatever. Uh, and so, but then later in the movie, they're just like, you're out, you're done, you're too much heat, like you're too much trouble. And Jose Yero's like, you rob a bank once every two months, you bring 10 G's or whatever it is, you know. We're here, and he's like in a room, like the casino that he runs in this movie. He, it's like guys taking book bookie bets like yeah. on the phone and it's like a hundred guys and he's like we clock that fucking every 10 minutes here like all day every day like no one cares we you know pay everybody off but you know your shit fucks us up you know so and so i think it's like it it's very and then black hat like they're hackers so it's like even more so it's like i don't know it seems like he's like he gets into like the cross-border like the like growth beyond this like the post 9-11 scale seems to be like much bigger like collateral i don't count as post 9-11 because it feels like it was like written before 9-11 sure uh but like basically the way miami vice is like you know ciudad del este is a tri-border city like everyone's names slightly are weird it's the cuban person is asian uh you know, like just the depiction of the security measures, you know, like yeah, having yeah. to fly the plane under the plane. Yeah. Well, I think that all, yeah. And I think that goes with like the, when you're like, they don't develop the theme. I think that all develops the theme about like, you've got two, they look like one with the boats and the plane. You've got two identities, but they collapse into one frame. You know, I thought that was all very nicely done. I, th I think it's. That's a know? good point uh yeah no i mean i i certainly hadn't thought about that but i i don't deny yeah um but i i don't know i i didn't feel like i walked out of there doing a lot of deep thinking on yeah it's more vibing yeah you also yeah. gotta like i put it on the way i watch it and it's possible like, to do both some movies do both true and i I've, mean like dude, fucking heat for example 
Heat makes you think a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. This one like makes you feel me like think, you're though. living fucking De Niro's life. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, it's not like there's none of having to think through or getting an exciting opportunity to think through the choices that Colin Farrell's making, but it's not the same. Heat's, true, that heat is just true. Shows it better. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Heat is probably a better movie than Miami Vice. I mean, you know. Uh, There's a lot of great movies that aren't as good as Heat. True. So that's okay. Is Heat your favorite Michael Mann movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Thief a lot, but it's like obviously fucking B minus Heat. Yeah. Like the, the Heat come around the corner line is in Thief. True. He lifts it straight. Interesting. Yeah, it's got to be Heat. I guess so. Black Hat is sick, though, dude. Don't it just feels like it's his masterwork, you know? It does. I yeah. mean, it's so fucking good. It has to be someone's masterwork. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Although, beginning of the end for Pacino, maybe. <laughs> I don't you know? know about that. I mean, what do you do after that? Devil's Advocate was good. Donnie Brasco, I guess. Ocean's 13. Ocean's 13 was great. <laughs> Very true. Have you seen Righteous Kill? No dude i've never heard of righteous kill it's the first reunion of de niro and pacino since heat okay so it's like feels like a bit of a waste it is a waste it's (laughs) it's a wild movie man so it's like it begins with this awesome low budget like montage where they're they're both old cops okay and then they have a case that goes bad and but then somebody's killing people and they got to figure it out it brings up the old case mm-hmm. but al pacino's just like it's the funniest like juxtaposition he's like the case tore everything apart i lost my family and it's like cut till you know his wife leaving with a luggage or whatever and he's like i lost my faith and he's like i even lost my faith and it cuts to him and de niro in church and then pacino just goes i'm gonna get going because <laughs> it's like Damn, i guess there's no way to like he's not gonna like break across yeah or something, yeah you, know? yeah. So he's just you like, can't like depict him praying like, in his hey head listen i'm like, taking off <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave it's a great yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a funny little yeah anyway it's not a good movie uh, although they killed rob from robin big okay in the in, he's like a skateboarding pimp mm-hmm. yeah that's how it goes a lot of time <laughs> yeah and he gets shot um i learned from a uh, cocaine cowboys they when trying to uh depict you know, like explain the phenomenon of cocaine trafficking in miami there's like several factors. They 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 list the Mariel Boatliff as a large contributor, and I Scarface think, also. I think that I'm not sure that I am inclined <laughs> to fully agree, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't think it's at least somewhat of a factor. Yeah. Um. But uh, they trace back before, like the Mariel Boatliff, like uh, put in like fuel to the fire. For everyone who's not familiar, there was a time in Cuban history where Fidel Castro uh, was, you know, in his ongoing efforts to fuck with the United States. There was always the, you know, Cubans wanting to flee to America mm-hmm. and him making that somewhat difficult. 
mm-hmm. um, in America, kind of you know having a wishy washy, ham fisted strategy about the whole thing, right? And then uh, he was like, you know what, you want them, you can fucking have them, right? And uh, just sent over boats and boats and boats full, and then America realized too late political prisoners. Uh, I don't know, it was political prisoners, brother. I think they were yeah, regular yeah. prisoners. I mean, it's plenty of them were normal Cubans that wanted to come to America. I think sure but uh also the like you know uh fucking serial killers were yeah also in that and you well, know it'd be like if they let excel excel kids into another country i would you know guys like you that country me. yeah yeah exactly we'd start um, a podcast yeah dude but you that know could be a big export for them would you know become cocaine cowboys no doubt uh but but that was like fuel to the fire the start of the fire is uh the bahamas passed the law made a decision some rule about uh lobster fishing okay and it used to be that like the primary job for cubans living in miami was going to the bahamas and getting lobster i guess okay fishing lobster okay, okay and overnight there were thousands and thousands of people who owned boats that had no job and no use for these boats so that's Down Easter Alexa, Miami version. What's Down Easter Alexa? Uh, the Billy Joel song. <laughs> I don't know. About, you know what? Uh, it's I like, like Billy Joel. It's a late 80s Billy Joel song about downtrodden fishermen in, in the Long Island Sound. He's very impassioned by this cause. Alexa is his daughter's name. Okay. But in the, the, the song, the Down Easter is a type of boat. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know, if you've seen my down easter Alexa, you know, holler out, I'm out here fishing, basically. Nice. Uh, because the goddamn environmentalists tell me I can't catch no striper around here no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Anyway, so it sounds yeah. like they had a similar. They had a southeaster Alexa. Yeah, just a bunch lobster. of bunch of Cubans had boats. And that I, I, they started like his, you know, forefront of this cocaine deal. And then I, I think at some point the uh, Colombians came in and were just like, we could, like, I think that it was the cocaine was getting run from Colombia to Cuba and the Cubans were taking it over in their boats. Okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, dude, that's the, my favorite accent in this movie, dude, is that guy that's like, you know who he is. That's right wing paramilitary. Yeah, yeah. You know, that guy, dude. I love that guy. He's uh he's British, dude. That's a real he trained for to do that accent. He's like a <laughs> Shakespearean actor, dude. For real. He's uh like in the commentary, that's the, what I said. Uh, the um, <coughs> informant that they're leaning on to get him to introduce him to Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh he's uh in Braveheart, he's the like Irish guy who's like, I'm I'm from Ireland. You know that I dude. Seen Braveheart. What? We've talked about this on the podcast. This yeah. is coming back to me. Wasn't allowed to watch it. Okay. And Too then, violent. I guess we didn't watch it at Excel during your time, I guess. No. There was a minute when we watched it frequently at Excel. I would love to. It was pretty popular, yeah. It's one of those ones that was huge in the imagination. My friends and I were talking about Braveheart constantly. Yeah, one of yeah. them one of them like after months and months and months. One of us got to see it, but it wasn't me. Yeah, I remember. I know exactly what you are talking about. It wasn't my experience, but like 
the first time I heard about Braveheart was also a kid who was a lifeguard at the pool who was like had been to his freshman year of college and saw Braveheart. And I just feel like at this point, if I did see it, it would be a letdown. Like yeah, I mean, nothing was so as good as like mind. him telling the exactly. story of what Braveheart was, you know, yeah. about. He's like, and then he's like, freedom. You know, it's like you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. does sound cool. Uh, which Excel made, you know, that's a lost art oh, of God, recounting yes. plots. Yeah, yeah. But uh, which it's funny because we're so bad at it on this podcast. We're all over the place, it's okay. but it's not what we're here to do. No, but uh, fucking on the commentary. Michael Mann is like, this guy is so good. Like the way he put together this accent is yeah. so good. Yeah. He's like very complimentary, dude. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying, dude. One or both of the Asian women in this and or black hat. I don't know which one it is. It may be both. It may just be one of them. But like, did I already say this? Learned English phonetically. Like she doesn't know English every line that she said she had to learn the sounds she just knows the sounds of that line she as has if no you idea were in a, a chinese movie and you never learned mandarin they just wrote out in english the phonetic sounds that you should be making and then kind of told you the the feelings i like, don't think i could do that they would be like what you're saying right now is you're mad you know I, say it man i think you just <laughs> like, need to like teach me that line in mandarin yeah but you don't know mandarin i mean i would i'd have like you'd need like i would just be like just write down in english what the line is write the mandarin underneath like but what's that going to do for you i need it <laughs> this is my process dude respect it or i walk i mean i get that i was taking notes in my journal about different japanese terms and like trying okay. to figure out like what they mean you know and kind of getting the gist of it because i've been doing a lot of reading about meditating and breathing with your your hara which is your lower abdomen okay and there's all these expressions do like, you feel like you couldn't say lower abdomen there no hara is the japanese term yeah no for I, like i understood that well but actually so this book is called it's the little book of hara and <laughs> they say <laughs> That the Kiyoshi uh -huh. is like sort of your entire hara, not just like the front part below your like lower abdominal wall. But then I found a paper from these Japanese professors that they, and I mean, they're Japanese. The little book of hara guy is white or German. Mm -hmm. uh, but these Japanese professors did a whole linguistic study about the difference between hara and Kyoto and how they appear in different figures of speech as metaphors or metonyms. Uh, because like the key Kyoto, I keep saying Kyoto. It's not exactly that. Anyway, <coughs> it like means more about movement and Hara has more to do with your character. So there's all these expressions of like a man with Hara, a man with full Hara, thinking with your Hara, listening with your Hara, uh, a man who thinks with his head versus a man who thinks with his Hara. It's like, that's why I was trying to like figure it out. I actually wrote in my journal, like, could you use this construction to say this man thinks with his dick, you know, like in Japanese, obviously I don't know the words, but like I was starting to piece it together, like hara de, oh yeah, because it was like, it was like hara de kangaroo. And it sounds like, but I literally wrote it down like de kangaroo, uh, you know, like I was this woman learning the lines. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying, like in, 
I feel like it's very hard to be like, oh, even like this is a verb, you know, let alone like it changes this. It's so fucking hard, man. You know, just tell me kangaroo, you know, like now, like, and I can say it, hara kangaroo, dude. That's what I am. Because I think with my hara, you're kind of a head kangaroo. You know what I mean? You think um, with your head. I don't mean that, dude. It's a pejorative term in Japanese. I don't mean that, dude. What the fuck? Man? I'm sorry, dude. She's <laughs> trying to insult My me to the Japanese dude. audience? Dude, hard breathing is pretty sick, dude. Uh, so your points earlier about the plot. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and um, this, uh, there's something else you were talking about that kind of reminded me of this, but I don't remember what it was now. I think that this was one of the last movies that I saw that I just like totally like the, the first time I saw it that the I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no plot. Uh, I like it. It was. It feels to be like the end of an era because you know how like obviously whenever you're like four, you don't know what's happening in any movie. I I know where you're going with this, and I don't want to derail you. But let me tell you, you, you understood every movie at four. No, I'm very I, impressed. You can get back in that state as an adult. I'm often rarely understanding movies. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, certainly the first time I watch them, I'm not even you know, it's not important to me. Oh, I, I, I get know. what it's, I get. It's I can't get out of it. I let it wash over. Trying to figure out the plot. I I sometimes like X Men Days of Future Past. I remember I diagram that after I saw it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh. And then that was probably the last one. Now I like I like to let it wash over. Just sort of like you'll figure it out. You know? Yeah, I do some amount of that to some extent of like, you know, the uh, basically to me it's just determining that you trust the filmmakers to make the important stuff sufficiently obvious. Yeah. So exactly. you don't need to like try to grasp too hard onto small details. Like ten. Of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say Tenet's example of the opposite, where you really can be rewarded by paying attention to small details. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's true. But like for dumb guys, they're just at the end. They're like, oh, it was, it was me the whole time, man. And you're like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, That's really all I got from it. But, you know, I like the vibes. It's like a cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like. A big, beautiful, loud, like two and a half hour, you know, spectacle. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a lot to think about, and you know, all that. But but just it used to be the case when I was a kid that pretty much every movie, it's like no idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no clue. And uh, it's wild now. You know, I mean, like there's stuff like Tenet where it's like, you know, I'm sure you could ask me questions that I couldn't answer about some of the specifics, but like I know what happened in that movie, generally speaking yeah um and so I, that's that is my experience i mean it's interesting to hear you i don't know i think that we're not using the exact same terms i do think you know what's going on in every movie you watch as an adult no i mean i'm pretty dense at times man i mean i watch stuff well also you know post spiritual awakening i'm way more tuned into art so i'm serious so like if you i always like liked art and stuff but like if you listen to this podcast only, like True Detective, I would say I sound 
I'm not saying I sound smart. I think you sound smart. <clears throat> I sound smarter than I used to be. I didn't used to, like when True Detective aired, I, I didn't get anything that I said. Like I barely picked up on like how they found out who the killer was. That's what I'm saying. Like when I first watched Sopranos, I still at the end of the first season, I was like, so wait, Tony's mom tried to kill him? Like I, I, it was, I was like literally like Tony. Like it was hard to put together. Uh, so like in this movie, like it, it was at least five to 10 viewings before I got why they were torching the boats in the beginning. Like <laughs> you've seen this movie 10 times. Uh, many more than that. This, <laughs> this is like a go-to late night movie for me. That's what I'm saying. Like I just, I put it on, I'm falling. A lot of times I'm falling asleep by the end, you know, or, you know, going to bed or whatever. Uh, you know, when you get home, family's gone to sleep, maybe. Yeah. I you know. Maybe, I know. A, little, maybe a little Delta eight is gone. Yeah. You know, you just vibe yeah. out. God yeah, damn yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, uh, I, I was fucking bummed, like, thinking about, uh, Sonny, like. Sonny Crockett? Yeah, like, he gets to talk about his dad with this chick once for, like, five seconds, and he's just like, like, how fucking starved of real connection in your life do you have to be? And I, you know, that's probably a point where I really am being led to think about the actual challenges being faced by someone in this life. Because certainly that's what's creating it, right? Like, that he's incredibly close with his partner, but, like, in a certain way. Like, they, they, it's necessary part of their job that they not show each other their vulnerabilities on some level, right? I think so, yeah. And so, you know, he, he falls into this situation where for five seconds he can be like, yeah, you know, my dad played with the Almond Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like yeah. after that, he's just like, I would die for you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Well, dude, I think he's like. There's a, a lot of girls out there. Like, plenty of them will probably listen to the fact your dad played with the Almond Brothers. Yeah. But his, his circumstances made him attach, you know, in this particular way. He can only get vulnerable, like, in these weird, extreme situations. Yeah. I think and he's no, like I Russ, just, you know, in True Detective. That, that, that to me is a sign of deep brokenness that for I sure. have some sympathy for. Yeah, me too, definitely. I think that's a common like uh De Niro and Heat is similar. Sure. Uh you know. I think women for Michael Mann often represent like the way out of the life, but you can never quite grab it because what you actually want is the life and you've actually chosen it that way. Yeah. Pretty dude, we should watch Heat. It's pretty fucking good movie, man. Yeah, and I mean, the, you know, Thief uh, pounds you over the head with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She tells the wife and baby, leave. You'll never yeah. see me again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch that again. Also, lot, dude, Last of the Mohicans holds up pretty strong. Oh, that's an Excel classic for me. Really? Yeah, I Interesting. love that movie. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. We I watched it at Excel for sure. Yeah. But I I wouldn't say I put it in the pantheon of Excel classics, but yeah, I you know I it. don't know that it was shown as often as some other things, but I, it's it's mainly just I liked it that much. I'd never it seen it good. before going there. I watched it there. We certainly did watch it more than once during my time there. Like we owned the DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just you know one of the all time soundtracks. Definitely, definitely, great film, great film. 
But yeah, I like my Miami Vice though. Don't get me wrong. It's like the one I watch the most for sure out of all the Michael Mann movies. I would say it goes this, then, then Ali. Black Hat. No, I've only seen Black Hat like two or three times. Uh, again, more than I've seen Silence. Uh, dude, it's so good. Um, I, there's a director's cut that is supposed to be better, but I don't see how it could be because... Black Hat? Yeah. It's only aired on FX like three times for whatever the reason. The director's cut? Yeah. Why? But like you can't get it anywhere else. I don't know. Like it's got to be some sort of contractual. I could get you know. it, dude. I mean, you probably could, you probably could, you know, BitTorrent it or something. Uh, but it, when I, you know, when I was looking at the Miami Vice differences of the cuts, they like, they had a link, black hat differences. So I clicked on that and it was like, you know, this scene moves here, this scene moves here. And then they cut the scene. This is like my favorite scene, dude. They cut a scene of Chris Hemsworth doing push-ups in his jail cell. And I, it's just like such an awesome scene because it's like. So you would you would say don't go put it back it. in. Well, just if I was going to pick one. I've only seen theatrical, so but I can't imagine. But you it. read what the director's was. Yeah, everything else sounds like it actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, uh, So would you go with director's? If you can find it, yeah, probably. Okay. But imagine while you're watching it, be like, also, what if the first time they saw Chris Hemsworth, he was doing push-ups? You know? <laughs> okay. How fucking sick would that be? I, that'd be great. It's awesome, dude. Because he's like, he's such a good hacker. Uh, he's got to be in maximum security prison. And he can't be by computers, obviously. So he just like gets yoked uh, in prison. And then, you know, the guards come in. They're always messing with him, tossing his cell and stuff. He's good humored, good natured about it. But they're still messing with him. And, you know, sometimes he has to buck back. And you know he can because you've already seen him do push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. He's not like a regular hacker, dude. Um, so like your your earlier point about uh, the plane flying under the plane being an allegory yeah, 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 for yeah. the detective life. Probably a better point than the push-ups one. Uh, it's not a competition. <laughs> um, like I I don't know that I would have otherwise been inclined to like just immediately accept that as like definitely the director was thinking about things on that level. Except for uh, the thing that you, your uh, Instagram story, the, the first page of the script. And while we talked about that off the air uh, last time we recorded and, uh, you know, you had your Instagram story, I think it would be remiss if we didn't include it directly in this podcast. Oh, yeah. That, I don't have the, the word. Wait, hold on. I, we may have talked about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. I don't mind talking about it again. Well, let's definitely but, talk uh, about it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, like, it's like... A, Whatever I said, I didn't quite get it right. So in the screenplay, you know, we talked about the beginning scene is uh, the boat race, the speedboat race. And uh, the screenplay basically ties being in like a dark subterranean world under the water, uh, you know, but meeting the surface level. Like, I think it's like this is the exchange or this is where like gas and molecules meet the exchanges ethereal that for sure that sentence is in there uh that's that's really the main one that i remember 
Yeah, um, and just these, you know, <laughs> if you see the shot, like it's just camera starts out underwater and then it goes yeah, above the water. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, I, it's not something where when I'm one watching it without that bit that I would be like, well, this is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, he writes it out. To him, it is. I feel like, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, adaptation that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the beginning of that movie, it's like there's like the Big Bang yeah. kind of sequence. And, and then I, they talk about it throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I've only seen it once and, you know, it was at your recommend. You give good recommendations. So hey, thanks, man. Yeah. It's actually two. I was thinking the other day, does TC give good recommendations? You said, I don't know if he does. I was. And then I was like, he, well, no, Honey Boy was a good recommendation. And now we got uh, fucking, what were we just talking about? Oh, yeah, Adaptation. And uh, Atlanta. I get all three of those. Atlanta, true. Those are three good wrecks. I think I had seen one episode of Atlanta, but I'll, I'll admit your recommendation. That's why I've watched it. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't, do I have any duds? I don't think that there's anything else I've recommended that you've watched. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to claim a three for three yeah, record. Three feet. Feel good about pretty that. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, if you've seen this 10 times, fucking second watch of Adaptation <laughs> seems mandatory. I like the Adaptation. Uh, but no, ever since then, I, I was like, dude, your art, you should at the beginning of it, if you can, include something, a nod to the creation, the beginning of creation. Sure. You know, something yeah. like that. I mean, you whenever you watch the movie, it does <laughs> feel necessary. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah what are we talking about that's why i'm like the the redditors who are like you know it's so much better to just drop you in the nightclub it's like no dude this is so much better yeah i think i really like it plus neptune because is the a movie cool is like like as we're saying the strength here is vibes and that whole yeah. scene is just setting up the vibe yeah. like it's just hey it's gonna be some guys racing boats for what purpose unclear doesn't matter i didn't even, look how good these fucking boats look i didn't even think about uh until you said civil forfeiture earlier when they're like chilling in the hangar with like the boat and like the plane and like all that it's got to be that's because i was like how the fuck they how do they have all this yeah but yeah pretty cool dude how mad must the studio have been when they're like all right so yeah we we've, we've got our production schedule we need three days for the first scene where we were shooting a, a speedboat race. And then it's like, yeah, we, we cut it. You know, that probably cost $30 million to film. I mean, it's probably their fucking call, though. The studio, you think? Yeah. You could be, could be. I mean, it's called the director's cut for a reason, right? Because yeah. the director wanted something else than what they did. Yeah, but I hear you. But I think there's like, if it's not this movie, it's another one of his. He's like a tinkerer. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know that, that he's one always of the beefing. Things lobbied by the uh, <coughs> people. It was just that he was showing up with like script he'd written the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he changed like twenty times. And dude, some of that stuff comes through. This would be a better movie if we'd kind of. Yeah. Whereas he he worked on it for ten years. I mean, I'm sure he still did do some like last minute rewrites and stuff like that. But because you know he there's like a whole other movie. You know about that? No. There's like a, it's called LA Takedown. And uh, it's from like the 80s. 
I think it was maybe a, like a made-for-TV, like a Saturday night movie or whatever. Yeah, I was just looking at his IMDb. He did do a uh, television movie called LA Takedown. So what, yeah, what yeah. is that? It's Heat, basically. It's just like shorter, you know, different actors. Uh, but Yeah, and I mean, like I said, when you, I, I'm surprised <laughs> to learn that because it felt to me like Thief is pretty big time thief is here like to th talk about the exact same thing yeah yeah thief talks about the same things heat is like literally they have the same name character names they there's like natalie yeah, portman's character is not in it but uh, you know. thief is like pretty directly he read the autobiography of a cat burglar <coughs> yeah thief to me is like small yeah it's like the small one, and then Heat's the big one. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just he's a guy. It's not like there's a team that have honed things over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, he does have people that he works with, but it, yeah. Yeah, but not like Heat. Heat, they got the boys. It's a crew. Yeah. Yeah. Heat's about a crew. Feels you ever like notice, Thief is about a thief. You ever notice in Heat, the crews are the same, like, the, 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 like uh, racially? and aesthetically like they the, their faces look the same and they're the same races i had not like noticed the, that but it, the cops and the robbers crew. certainly in a, a general sense i understood that they're making a comparison between the lives of the two groups but no i had not noticed <coughs> that level of specificity i think it's like it's literally one-to-one -one. like uh who's that guy from last of the mohicans managua it's not managua managua is the capital of nicaragua i don't think so magua Okay. The bad guy in Last of the Mohicans. Uh-huh. He's like the, he's Danny Trejo, cop Danny Trejo. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got, the, you know, the guy who gets shot, has his arm in a sling by the end. Mm -hmm. I think he's Val Kilmer. Okay. And then you got. Yeah, I buy that. Bubba Gump. Yeah. And the Allstate man. Yeah. <coughs> I can't remember Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. No, I, I, I also. Oh yeah, well. the fucking the serial killer from Manhunter. Wayne no, 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 no. What are the, you talking about? You know the movie, the Michael Mann, Michael Mann movie. It's Silence no, of the Lambs, but Michael it. Mann. Well, the Buffalo Bill got the actor who plays Buffalo Bill in that is one of the cops. He has like a mustache. He gets shot in the end too. Anyway, yeah, he's so he's Sizemore. Okay. Anyway, this concludes our episode about heat that's the end of the episode no i'm just kidding i like dude michael mann is so sick that we're just we've definitely given equal time to his other movies i mean he's made some other great movies he really has the insider is so good but it does like it drags a little bit for me yeah i've only seen it once and i i was yeah there was parts where i was bored and i was told that this was the best thing that ever been made so i was disappointed by that but i feel like i should go back it's worth it i think it's worth a watch uh it's just long it's uh excuse me sorry uh i've been up since two this morning oh wow i had five cups of coffee today did you want to do this yeah well i would normally take a nap well you know i was willing to push it but you know we got to do it we were ready it's i wasn't going to watch miami vice again uh, yeah i wasn't either and i i yeah. watched i finished the second watch last night so i thought doing it fresh would be i, I good. think you were right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why i'm a little low-key that's episode. okay i think 
everyone likes it when I'm low key except me. I'm always like, sorry, I'm I'm a little calm. Everyone's like, it's actually. <laughs> I good. hate it when people are calm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I don't know, dude. I <coughs> Jamie Fox needs to figure out whoever it was that <laughs> put all those stories about him out in the press and do something bad. Jamie Fox person. is the most talented person. Oh, oh, I saw, I see what you're saying. I like it, it all it made him look really bad yeah i know and he really hasn't been like a, a starring guy since then yeah like, i mean colin farrell i read he had a you know uh long revealing interview you you probably uh-uh. uh it was like 2017 i think it okay. was for a promotional tour on a killing of a sacred deer Okay. Ever seen Killing of a Sacred no, Deer? No, I'm too scared, dude. You'd like it. it I scary. watched the trailer. It was so it's scary, dude. I, yeah. I like, I, I do want to watch it, but it it's more fucked very up than scary. you want to. Yeah, it's just too scary, dude. It's not even it's scary. Is it's not like it's scream or something. Just spooky. It's not spooky. It's like unsettling. Well, that it's kid like showing you fucking fuck out, gross dude. shit and like oh, I don't making like that. you think about. I don't like gross shit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good movie, though. That kid freaks me out, dude. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. freaky, dude. He's yeah. very freaky. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he, he gave an interview to an Irish newspaper. I think it was The Independent. Okay. Um, that was, like, you know, pretty open. And, uh-huh. And it was interesting. I, I, uh, two days ago, I finished the Entourage rewatch. <laughs> nice. Bittersweet. So that's I wish there was more series. Fin- well, did you do movie too? Not yet. We're gonna do well, movie maybe this weekend. More. We'll see. Okay. She's seen the movie. My wife and I were rewatching Entourage. She had never watched Entourage, so she, she was just watching it. I I'd seen all of it when it aired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the movie's good, dude. The well, whenever we we uh we took a trip to Los Angeles, it's the first time either of us had been to Los Angeles. We wanted to uh, to see a movie at the uh, the the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Okay, yeah, sure. And that's what was showing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. So that's that's what we saw. I mean, I wanted to see it anyways because it's a fucking entourage movie, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what a perfect venue, though. That's I know, great. right? Like Hollywood in Hollywood, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, um, but it it Colin Farrell and Vince. They really capture Colin Farrell's career. Okay. Yeah. In, yeah. in Entourage at points. Like, okay. Okay. You, yeah. You really yeah, get yeah. the sense of, like, he, he talks certainly some about Miami Vice, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but also just a lot about uh, Alexander. Oh, yeah. And it's a you, bad movie. You get it, like, just watching the times <laughs> yeah, that wow. Vince is making. That's such an Entourage movie, dude. Yes. Wow. Where it's like you you can see the pitch. Picturing him in the golden curls, like Vince in the curls. And they're just assuming that this is like a guarantee of untold millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it comes out and it's just, E's got to tell him that it fucking flopped. He takes it out on E. Of course. He's always mistreating E, dude. Yes, definitely. Um, Yeah. Dude. It just, I, I, God bless Colin Farrell. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, you distracted me with E. Sorry. So many thoughts. E directed a movie recently. Did he really? Yeah. I was about to say it's that Righteous Kill movie, but it's not. I don't think. I think he directed the Gotti, the Travolta Gotti. Okay. 
Yeah, dude. So he's going to be just fine. Oh, all right. He, also, he's in the pussy posse. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. The DiCaprio or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Toby McGuire? Him and Tobes, DiCaprio, and uh, the magician guy, David Blaine. It's on <laughs> a hard drive from a long time ago. I couldn't bring myself to watch it, I, but I'd like to one day just as a document. I have, uh, I've like found Don's Plum. Wait, what? Uh, they made a movie that was like the Pussy oh. Posse getting together to like document the Pussy Posse. It's a work of fiction. And it's been like completely squashed. Yeah. Like, I think it's Tobey Maguire's starring in it. Yeah, yeah. I've read about it. Yeah. And it's okay, like, okay. this is our life. This is what we do. Uh, I read that New York Magazine. There's a New York Magazine oh, profile. Yeah, I've read that, yeah. It was written by a lady, and like it ends with them like beating up her boyfriend. <laughs> uh, and Imagine I think getting beat up by the pussy posse, dude. <laughs> a lot Damn, of men had to have it happen, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, Leo's huge now. <laughs> like, Dude, you still find people saying things. What, like he's a, he's a bitch? Well, just see, he's like a bad guy. Oh. Like that he's he mistreats people. Yeah, I bet he I bet. I think uh I think it was uh Clooney was like kinda like didn't say his name, but was like making it clear he would never work with him because he doesn't associate with those kinds of people. Interesting. And Jonah Hill he and Jonah Hill are friends, and that doesn't speak well of anybody. Well, uh Jonah's a friend of mine too. Oh really? So I actually think he's a good guy. Okay. Uh, he talked to me for the radio station on the Moneyball press tour. Oh, I bet he was nice then. I mean, it was like, I, when I say talk to me, I mean that I was in a room with four or five other reporters and yeah. he was talking. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for, not feel but bad. But of those know. reporters, I was the only one who had heard of baseball. So okay. it gave me a little bit of an edge. We had okay. a rapport, I felt. He just seems like he's got a little bit of a, you know, an anger there. That is just yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't know, man. I, don't I, I, I like a lot of his stuff, and I, 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 I mean, he's great. I love him, and uh, I certainly found him charming in that instance. Yeah, no, I believe that the professional actor <laughs> whose mission was to make the press like him succeeded in doing that. But uh, no, he's good, dude. I like him in Wolf of Wall Street, especially, man. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I believe that Leo is difficult, dude. Leo probably has had a, a weird, you know, I don't like to speculate on anybody's life. I don't think he said like he's a Corey Ham or anything like that. But it's like he came up in, in the system. It feels you know likely. I mean? You're right. Like everyone knows that child actors have a tough time later in life and like I do think that in the majority of cases, it's because they were sexually abused. Well, have you seen the clips of like from that documentary, The Open Secret? Or I think it's an open secret is what it's called. The Corey Haim documentary? No, uh, I don't think so. It's But it's about, you know, Hollywood pedophiles. And it's got a clip of Leo on like the set of Growing Pains. I uh, do not know what you're talking about. It's like child I'm... actor Leo. Uh-huh. And he and this this male producer who's like in his 20s or 30s are like physically intimate throughout the shot. Like not sexually, but like hanging all over each other. Like to the point that it is noticeable 
especially when you learn that that guy is a convicted pedophile, like it turns out. Yeah. You know, so then you're like, all right, so are we supposed to think this guy who controlled this set and was the most powerful person in an industry, you know what I mean? Like, was he just supposed to ignore what was not trying to be weird? You telling me Leo was not the hottest kid on that set? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, I'm sorry if it did happen. I'm, you know, I like Leo. It's his business, but. <coughs> you know, not, the Scorsese vote of confidence means a lot to me. Yeah, but I've heard Scorsese say, like, it was another one where he, no one's, like, bad-mouthing anybody. But I think I've heard him walk back when people are like, well, what about Leo? You know, you reunited with De Niro. What about your other boy, Leo? And he's been like, look, Leo, if you want to make a movie, have Leo in it, dude. He gets movies greenlit. Like, that's the, that's the thing with him. Whatever, dude. Like, he works with them over and over and over. Well, I know, but he—that's—he's definitely said in inter in interviews. He's like, yeah, that's. I mean, I like getting my movies made. Uh, I'm just saying. I I bet that there's a lot of people who get movies made that would be willing to work with Martin Scorsese. No, dude. Like uh, the Irishman barely got made. It's like I think that's why Scorsese's so salty about Marvel now. It's hard for him to get his shit made now. I mean, I could see why he'd be salty about Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I guess. it's, Dude, I mean, this isn't my original point. I think some Marvel guy said this, but it's like, isn't it interesting? Like, the only time you hear about Martin Scorsese is when he's talking shit on Marvel. I mean, not me. I'm I watching mean, his movies on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I'm saying, like, as a Twitter user, that is true. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it's just the state as of the Twitter world. user, it's true. I... Yeah, I've been told there's a lot more to life than Twitter. I true, haven't had true. a chance to verify that for myself, but me either, dude. Twitter's life for me, dude. I live for my 87 followers, dude. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about some shots from the movie I enjoyed. Okay, when the FBI guys get found out and they're shooting up the car. Great, yeah. And the car is moving with the scene, but the shot is fucking not. Yeah, like with yeah, that shot yeah, from yeah. inside the car, where like it's fucking and like banging the arm, and jumping, the but, arm blows but back. It's, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's wild shit. I mean, just like I said, any of this stuff in boats. Just every time they're <laughs> in boats, I just get so fucking fired up. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, you're more of the boat guy, but this movie really puts me in the mood for boats. I know. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, definitely. I love a lot of people don't like like the Cuba sequences, but I'm like just chilling on a boat for a lot of it. Yeah, kind of. I'm not blown away by the interestingness of the Cuba stuff. I loved it, um, and they're beautiful sequences. I did want to point, like, drawing on my earlier point about music being trash at this time. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things were trash at this time. Okay, and. I think that you, like, when trying to evaluate Miami Vice, it's worthwhile to say how much better it is than a lot of other things that were also around at the time. Swordfish pops prominently the mind. Okay. Very, I haven't seen that. Very entertaining film. There's a giant piece of shit. And just, like, all of it's, like, it's just, it's the kind of stuff where, like, it's hilarious. Now, it was in, I mean, I don't know. I guess 
the rest of time will be the in between between when we really figured out CGI and you know whenever they didn't have any at all because CGI will be constantly improving and thus old older CGI will be will look worse in retrospect. You see what I'm saying? I'm following the theory. I don't want to endorse it, but I'm following it. Uh, Just, you know, a lot of stuff had really bad CGI back then. If you're trying to make a movie like this, an action movie, uh, there's going to be some shit that today looks fucking embarrassing, like the Hugh Jackman hacking scene in uh, Swordfish. You can watch it after. I think you're really going to like it. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) um but uh you know so as much as like the the music ruins this movie there's there's (laughs) plenty of other things they could have done there's a lot of shit being made by people trying to do roughly the same thing that was much fucking worse okay so yeah yeah. i just think it's you know i mean like the jump from film to digital the things that were going on at the time the limitations of cgi i think it was difficult to make this sort of movie in 2006 yeah i think so and more difficult now though you think it's more difficult now yeah definitely why it's expensive man what do you mean everything seems like the budgets have gotten smaller it's like everyone used to complain that the movie theater system made it so you only had blockbusters and there were no mid budgets Mm -hmm. you know and that was i guess everyone assumed that would be for like the thinking adult you know but now everything's mid-budget, and it all looks like shit. That's my opinion. Like, everything looks like it's Netflix. Like, you know, made for streaming, low budget, kind of like cheap color grading. I don't, that's why I was like, when you were like the CGI, I was like, I don't know, man. Some of those old effects, maybe they'll end up looking better. Like, in old, but then I'm like, maybe it's not CGI. I don't actually know all the differences, but like, a Christopher Nolan movie could hold up better than like if things keep going the way they're going. You know what I mean? Some dog shit. Yeah, Netflix. Christopher Nolan movies are great. I would never say otherwise. I'd be and like, uh, you know, think about CGI is whenever it's good. You're not thinking of it as CGI. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I so I just I mean the stuff where like it's obvious. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah the. the <laughs> i watched know? uh come town uh doing uh spawn <laughs> talking about spawn <laughs> they <laughs> talk about it a lot lots of cgi scenes from spawn and yeah yeah those are really bad dude i saw spawn three times in the theater <laughs> of course <laughs> you did out, dude. I, I i was under the impression that every single kid from the northeast went to spawn <laughs> three times spawn, dude. yeah yeah it's so badass dude you have a corrupt culture up there dude yeah dude we don't watch that kind of stuff down here spawn dude well T- todd mcfarland's canadian dude i think i'm pretty sure that's pretty much northeast yeah it's true it's true enough i love it dude spawn is the in a Chris, he's Christopher Nolan. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, a lot of people don't know that. In the Dark Knight, the guy that's like enough with the clown. You know that guy? Yeah, yeah. That's fun. I do. Uh, yeah, I did know that. Oh, there you go. Well, for the, Thank for you. the less educated listener, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and then uh, they they use the term "close his eyes forever" like three or four times. True why yeah i don't really know i like i was like that's interesting to watch the phrase kind of like just every time something gets repeated in a movie i'm like okay 
this is significant. What help me? Like, you know, I should note this and figure out why it's occurring. And I'm not sure I picked up on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's interesting. Closing eyes is so, you know, it's like an evocative phrase. When I saw it this time, <clears throat> I thought to myself, Jesus de Arcan Arcangel Montoya, clearly for all of his, you know, posturing and tough guy act, he is just doing kind of like threat management. That's why they like clear out the city around him and stuff for the meetings. Yeah. And he's doing threat management with the ultimate threat emotionally for any man, a woman, uh, by like, you know, she kind of works for him. Um, but it seems like he's like, you know, he, he can't tell her not to sleep with people, but she's not allowed to be in love with anybody else. It yeah. seems like, mm -hmm. and it's like, he's trying to protect these, the outside forces. And it seemed like Yero had the hots for it too, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's like all guys like that who try to like, this reminds me of Brett Kavanaugh also. Which is a little surprising because just don't think she was that attractive of a woman. I found her very attractive. Okay. But she's also, you know, the main, at, in, at a certain level, I think with guys like that. In Featureless like is that, the word that comes to mind. No, very strong features, I thought. Strong cheekbones. She's beautiful. What are you talking about? Plus, she's a businesswoman. Yeah, I don't know. Which I love. Uh, <laughs> I do. Uh, what the? What were we just talking about? Spawn. Yeah, that's a movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were about to make a point. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was just like, it's interesting. They're trying to like limit these, you know, Sonny and Ricardo from like infiltrating this woman's heart. But it's like the lingo is already infiltrating. That was just the thing I noticed. I'm not saying Michael Mann wrote it for that reason. But I, it's, you know, I was just like, it's kind of interesting for all these protective measures. She's already changing because she's encountered, you know, the true authentic, authenticity of, uh, you know, these guys. And like taking, like, you know, taking their phrases. Have you ever like said something a certain way and then later you hear someone else say it? It's like a kind of a weird feeling, you know? You're like, yeah. They definitely got that from me. Like, it's like a feeling of almost responsibility. Yeah, but I, like, I have a tendency to, um, like, if I'm around someone a lot, uh, I'll, I'll start talking like them. And it, I know, yeah, you know, I'm like, I know my own brain and heart and I know what's going on. And I know that it's a, like, it's not an intentional thing. It's not me thinking hey, I should talk more like them. Right, it's right. It's like I I noticed myself doing after the words are out of my mouth. Right. And I'm like, that was weird. I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I figure that that's what's going on anytime I hear something like that, right? Is that if if they're aware that they... Yeah, but I think to, most people don't notice it that much. Yeah. I, I notice it the way you do. But like, I don't think it was written that she knew she was doing a quote. Oh yeah. Okay, you I know, see what you're like saying. Maybe yeah, she was yeah. just like, you know, I don't know. The uh, <coughs> the plomo silver thing. I think that is that's something to do with like Latin American history. Like when she was like, if you want to give them the plomo, the lead, 
I think like the night of the lead or something, it has something to do with repressive South American something, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, he, are you saying like whenever he initially said, because she was just referring back to what he had said. Yeah, that yeah. We give them silver, like to offer them silver yeah, and yeah. give them and lead. She's like, and okay, then we yeah. will close their eyes forever. I think that's yeah. one of the times. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. But that, in that scene also, it's like he's looking for reassurance, like you don't love him and you wouldn't care if we killed him. Yeah. And even in giving the reassurance, she's like quoting them. You know what I mean? Like he's already, he's in her dome, dude. Like, or her heart or okay. somewhere. I feel like we've, I understand this better. Yeah, that's just where, you know. This, this is time. an illuminating snippet. <coughs> yeah. Well, you got to watch it 10 times. I don't think I'm going to get to 10. Sorry, my throat's a little sore. I don't have COVID. You know, just been up. I'm vaxxed, dude. Don't worry about it. Double vaxxed. I'm, I'm, I got two vaxxes. That's true. Um, and then I, I thought it was uh, in, important. Um, just whenever. Uh, is it after the part we played? I don't think it is. No, I think it's whenever they're meeting up, and I might have that too. Um, whatever they do, the fir- the only like check in with the task force guy, uh-huh. and they're oh, all yeah, walking yeah. away from it at the end. And Fox like kind of asks a question, mm-hmm. and like like uh, whatever he's like the don't know which way is up. Whenever he yeah, says yeah. that, and then like having said his piece is like but that's the end of it i trust you forever you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just seems to me like that's a, a that that is a crucial meditation on the nature of undercover work like that's like yeah. you, you do not have time to be uh you know questioning uh, worrying about the details of like you know looking over the other guy's work to make sure it's perfect like you just yeah, have definitely. to have a full like that work has been done uh you know it's just yeah yeah so i just yeah. I, I thought that was an important scene for the movie no yeah i thought about that when you uh earlier when you were like they can never show their vulnerability you were making good points so i didn't want to interrupt you but i was like they kind of are ultimately vulnerable to each other i think at it's, all times yeah so I, I that kind of flashed through my head too and what i would say about it <coughs> in specific is that's not the same thing as telling the lady about your dad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like it's, there, there's different kinds of vulnerabilities and like they, they have the total connection on that level that they yeah. need to, but it, it's like, that's its own deep connection. I'm sure that uh, Sonny benefits tremendously in his well, life no, from but having like that. You're vulnerable. You could get killed, you know? What yeah. I mean? Like that you're physically vulnerable, like to the other person. But it is also like a you know it's its own like to have that yeah you're right like that it's it is ultimately about the like physical vulnerability but just that level of trust you know that level yeah. of like I'm not going to question you but it's it's not the same thing as and if if those are like your only relationships is the one you have with your partner and you have a connection on that level there's probably a lot of other levels that you could have human connection on that you're just, mm-hmm. that you are not going to be able to have with your partner for the same reasons, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like you, you're not going to, like if, if this guy's telling you every like little thing that he's thinking about, like, you know, yeah. it's just, how's that, like it's, it's going to create too much doubt about, you know, 
Like if if he's saying like, well, you know, I'm definitely down with you on this deal, but I got some shit I want to say about my dad and our relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not the image he wants. It's not the image of him that he that his partner needs to have. Yeah, and Ricardo so would have some cool way of telling him that he's like required to cut that stuff off of that part. Like he's he's showing up to work with the expectation, like more than an expectation that he not bring that sort of stuff in yeah. so that's why it's so exciting whenever he can definitely yeah yeah i think that makes sense yeah i think that's true good point is he your favorite movie this Maybe. movie yeah yes what's your favorite movie miami vice 2006 no i uh, i don't know man it goes back and forth a lot you know I've sometimes I think a movie's my favorite. I watch it again. And I'm, you know. Oh yeah, I think I've asked you this before, and you said Ali. Yeah, but I. It's but then not you Ali. watch it again. And yeah, decided against like, it. It's definitely not. Uh, I like The Irishman a lot right now. I haven't watched it in like a year, but that's coming to mind. Do you see they have the Criterion for that? Oh, I have that. It's part of the fifty percent off sale. Yeah, but I've been had it. I that was like a pre order for me. Nice. Man, just taking cocaine on boats, like yeah, hauling man. cocaine on boats. What's fucking better than that? I wonder, cocaine must be pretty fun to the people who like it. I've been told that. But it doesn't appeal to me. It just doesn't seem fun. You know, I've heard from some people who say that it is not fun. Yeah, I and think others I who say that it is. Yeah. And it's hard to know, but I don't know. I don't really want to find out. I, dude, I'm I'm uh, going big time into my new exercise addiction. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You been watching the Garage Gym Homie videos? Yeah, I'm becoming a Garage Gym Homie, basically. I don't, uh, I don't think that's true. We should watch his, his Excel video, though, at some point. It's good. I would like to. Uh, but no, because we don't have to podcast in the garage anymore. So I'm getting rid of that great couch. What? Yeah putting some more exercise equipment there i don't know about that i mean i'm keeping you know the other couch but you get the 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 rack the squat rack you know start doing some squats because if i'm going to get a job my current exercise regimen is walk for three hours and then like stretch for three more hours but why couldn't you do that i you know i gotta do my work <laughs> you know i'm just letting you know now dude it's gonna suck i'm not trying to talk I know you it's out gonna of it suck, dude. okay yeah you tried to talk me into it by saying the opposite points you're like it won't no suck no no bad. no there's i mean no dude both things are true <laughs> it i mean it like there's for me at least i should only talk about my experience i should not tell you how your life is going to be because well, i don't know how your life is i going already to be. had to like in law school when it ended, you know, you take the bar. I had four months of doing nothing between taking the bar and starting work. Yeah. And that sucked. Like, starting work sucked. It's a huge adjustment from doing whatever you want all day. I will say, I've been watching the kid a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm just, you know, doing whatever I want all yeah, day. That's also what I was doing. Yeah, but my kids are smaller. No. Maybe. She's younger, but like I'm talking about my life a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It would have been the exact same age. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair, fair, fair. Um, 
No, you know, like my take on it was that it was I had forgotten the sensation of completing tasks and I did find it satisfying. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking but forward to that. The level of like just not being able to fit things in your life. Like right now, I know that there's a million things that you want to do that you haven't found time to do because that's been true in my life pretty much continuously since I left college at least. But even in college, I'm sure I felt like I wish there was time to catch up on more things yeah and uh i just it's just ratchets up so much more it just sucks i mean whatever i don't know i know you've had a job before i don't know why i'm talking about this. <laughs> no i know what you mean i don't have many things i want to do anymore so I, like i mean i mainly just mean like watching movies yeah yeah like i don't there's a lot of I, movies i, I know what watch. you mean yeah yeah i mean I no see the thing is that whenever that. whenever i didn't have a job it was watching movies Whenever I like do have one, it's like, I don't know, getting like necessary medical attention or like, <laughs> you know, going and buying something that the family desperately needs. Like just the the level of thing that isn't getting done goes up to a higher level and that's it's not great. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I have liked being basically a stay at home dad. I would like my wife to be a stay at home mom if we could afford it, uh, when I start working. Because, um, yeah, it, that that does get rough. But doing tasks is fun. I have missed that also. I I wrote a fairly substantial email a few days ago. Uh, and what was it about? Uh, I would say music would be the main topic. Okay. Uh, but it felt good to write like a more like than tenacious D a paragraph or two. Yeah, like tenacious D. I don't know much about them. Really. Mm -mm. what are we doing not a fan dude well i, I mean i like guess you would have been like uh that. you'd have been in at excel for the, the big yeah album. yeah so i got out of excel and i think this was another one where like an excel kid showed it to me like i got out and then i was with the kid and he was like you got to see this shit this is what you've been missing <laughs> you know and i was like yeah and i always forget you don't like things that are funny <laughs> hate it loathe it I mean, i'm not trying to be a dick you i'm not, I'm not either, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, hate I think you really do i do dude yeah. i mean you know i do like some comedy i love uh danny mcbride basically he's so funny i like a few stand-up comedians but there's something about like wanting people to laugh at you it's just thirsty man <laughs> <laughs> like, uh yeah that i i remember like you had some comment that I don't remember the words, but the general impression has been seared into my brain. Like, I, it did not affect, at, like, there's not a single thing that I otherwise would have liked that I didn't like as a result of hearing your perspective. <laughs> but it was, like, a very, like, just, I knew exactly what you meant. Like, you, you crafted your, your viewpoint so forcefully that, like, I had to acknowledge it. Of, like, uh, just that all of them just like uh seem like ucb like that they're all just it's all just their ucb they're just acting yeah. like this is just a bigger ucb for them it is dude uh and you know that you're just seeing this like you know these these improv enthusiasts try to impress each other with how good their improv is yeah i think you said that pretty well yeah yeah i I, 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 I think it's funny when they <laughs> try to i i uh, i went to second city last week do you Whoa. think that would have been fun no dude <laughs> you would have hated it dude definitely oh my god they still yeah. have that it's fine yeah of course they do oh <laughs> no thank you dude 
Oh my God. Yeah. No, I mean, I like, dude, you know, I haven't seen the Chappelle, the new Chappelle special, dude. I try to stay out of the culture wars. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but I do, I like Nanette, uh, the first one. Did you see Chappelle's comment about it? Is that what you're saying that? Well, I know he's like beefing with Nanette. <laughs> he just is, he like, you know, had the recorded the whole special you're aware is about a uh, transgender topics yeah 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 and then uh you know released the <clears throat> message to in regards to the people of the backlash saying that he would agree to meet with them on three conditions uh-huh and one of the conditions is that they admit that hannah gatsby isn't funny damn dude that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah they, no, a, I, I like a that. little bit wwf or WWE, you know, they're both on Netflix fighting each other. Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty clear that it was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is funny, though. I mean, I, Nanette is not... Like, it's the kind of thing that I he didn't... Uh, like, I could see in my mind him doing the thing where he slaps the, his thigh with the microphone after he said it. Oh, okay, okay. Fair like, enough, his universal enough. thing for, I don't really mean that. I think, uh, you know, I like Dave Chappelle, but he's gotten a little bit, like... Uh, his voice, he sounds like he thinks he's very wise now. Yeah. You know? I'm not sure he's as wise as Sometimes his, he is, his though. gravitas is. The, the most recent special, the one that's caused all this hubbub, I yeah. thought was misguided. Not like, like just, I, we only get to hear Dave Chappelle speak for an hour so many times. And the yeah, idea yeah. that we have to waste one of these hours on just responding to the people you didn't like. Like, you know, he made the previous trans jokes and then people were like, those are bad jokes. And he wanted to spend a full fucking hour being like, no, actually they were good. Here's why. Shut the fuck up. Like, but yeah, it's not a great... everything prior to that, uh, I, uh, I just, I, I thought some of his most recent shit's just fucking amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton of it. I mean, I saw some of the recent Netflix ones, but yeah. I saw him, you know, host Erica Badu's birthday party That's at the nice. Bomb Factory, but he barely cracked. He cracked like one joke. I saw him at uh, House of Blues. He did like two. He did, he did the tour where like he was just going from town to town on his motorcycle, like announcing where he was going to be the day that he showed up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I did not go to that one. Okay, <laughs> that's that's my story. All right. Um, no, but then he played. He came back and played the House of Blues like a year after that. And okay. I saw that one, and that's you know top two funniest thing I've seen in person in my life. I believe that the idea of doing a stand-up comedy act is pretty impressive. To yeah. like have the audience, uh, you know, rhythmically with you. You know, punching them at the right times, making them feel something. It's very impressive, dude. I thought a better. I just not think better. making it sound fresh after you said it seven thousand times. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. I could ever do that. Like yeah, I, th I think I have yeah, a better definitely. chance of coming up with jokes that are that funny than I do, which I don't have a chance of. Or if you're podcasting every week, which a lot of them are, you know, yeah, to to keep it fresh. But I think uh, the. You know, Shane podcasting's pretty easy. I could do that. It's hard for me, dude. Nah, whatever. It is hard for me. Uh, I don't. I think uh, this. We got to do a year retrospective. I'm thinking of doing a fictional clip show. Once I learn to make clips, you huh? know, go through our old episodes, pull up clips. 
Okay. You know, be like, remember, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be fun. All right. You know. I I don't I think the chances of you making good on your threat to learn how to make clips it seems unlikely. To <sighs> I know. I do. I want to do it. Dude. I want to be able to do a rip a video essay at home. You know, here and there. I think that'd be great. I would love it if you do that. You know, I don't want to do tell business out on the street like that, but I don't know. We got to figure out our production schedule. But I was like, you know, what if there's like a movie I want to talk about that you don't want to watch or whatever? I'm just like, I'll just rip a little 20 minutes, a little 20 Minsky. Sure. Pop it in the feed. Yeah. You know, maybe a little thank you for the YouTube people. You know what I mean? Uh, But it's like, you know, got a lot of things. I guess that's my thing. I've had all this time with no job. Never learned to make clips. It's not hard. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> you took a really couple easy. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably just one. Yeah, probably one hour doing it the first time. You got and 24 then, tomorrow. I don't, though. You know, I got a busy day tomorrow. I got all kinds of stuff coming through. I don't want to get into it. Do you, but you don't have to do any of it. No, I do. I got people coming through the house. So, okay. I mean, they're, they're showing up. So On that cryptic note. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, are we? Well, yeah. All right. What? No, no, no. We off here. Okay. <laughs>